Bags can be very heavy. There we go. Especially heavy bags. Especially when you're out and abroad, with the, which, which uh, you know, as you can hear in the background, there's if you're, some if you're crazy on traffic. Tour, yeah, for a mega super big that's album. Right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. By Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Dawson Bosberg. Dawson Bosberg. Who's Bosberg. on with us today? Oh, Dawson. Hey. hey. It's oh, been so long. Yeah, I know. I, it's been I like know. years. Like, yeah, it has been years. I don't think my voice years. sounded so, like this the last time you talked to me. I think it sounded more no, like. No, it didn't. Hey, I'm it's Dawson. I'm the Dragon Boy. Uh, yes. We're going to talk about that. Dragon but yes, Boy. with us is Dawson Vosberg, who is the brother of Drew Vosberg, yep. who we had uh, a few episodes ago. But this one, this is Dawson, you know? Yeah, this is Dawson. It, this isn't this isn't Drew P. Vosberg. This is Dawson P. Vosberg. It's like... Same middle name. It's, it's, this, Same middle yeah, name. it's great. And um, we've known him for quite a while. And I remember the first time... I always say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, go ahead. I remember the first time when Dawson saw Jake. And the first thing he said to him was, <laughs> Your face... It's without blemish. <laughs> and that line will love forever stay in it our will memories. Forever be yeah, in case because because, because before when I was younger, my face before the acne, you know, the attack of the acne. Yeah, the attack happened, of the acne happened. Uh, my face was so clean and perfect. It was like this, this the smoothest <laughs> it was, skin. Yeah, yeah. It was chiseled. Yeah. And then that's why I looked like a girl when I was twelve with long hair. That's right. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I remember and Dawson, those pictures. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whoa, there goes a car. And Dawson. I think it's the tour bus. Yeah, he's yeah he's yes. way too the tour busy. Bus, sorry. To he yeah, Dawson's way too busy to come to our high tech studio. I know he's so to have busy. a friendly chat. So this is like the best, next best thing. Yeah. It's like some sort of I don't know. It's where the closest in. we can get to actually talking to him. Yeah, basically. Dawson <laughs> is hiding from his fans. Yes, Dawson. Yeah, I've always been hiding, hiding from, from my fans. fans. You know, it's, it's been a struggle <laughs> since you know day one back when back in the oh, Mohawk man. days when I was really that's, a, that's so cryptic. Days. It's a cryptic. I love joke. the Mohawk days. Yeah, this is so cryptic. I hope we're going to be able to shed some light on this because it's, it's pretty hilarious. Oh, I think we should go into detail about it. Yeah, it's yeah. So how's well. it going, man? It's going pretty well. Today is my day off. Um, I pretty much have one day off every week, but um, yeah, I'm currently <laughs> wow. living in. Houston, Texas, and yes, Houston. Yes, it's very hot here, and not many other people. It's horrible. Like, when I said to people in Anderson, "Hey, I'm moving to Houston, Texas," and they're like, "Oh, it's hot," and that's all they knew about it. <laughs> that's it. That's it, right? What do I know about Houston? Uh, you know, air, air. I think it's spacious, uh, but that's no, mostly the general. Center. Is there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, NASA. Just the... NASA's yep. based here. Right. Um, okay. The Texas Ranger. Ranger. Of course. Texas Ranger. The Texas Ranger. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I have visited Houston. Ranger no, it's not the Texas Rangers. Yeah. I think it's the Houston Astros. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Texas <laughs> We're Ranger. We're talking Chuck about Norris. Chuck Norris. In oh, the TV Walker, show. Texas Ranger. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Continue. But yeah, there's yeah. like. We know so much about that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that you notice about it when you move here is that what? it's a sprawl. It's basically a big spider of concrete. Really? really invades. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's just part of Texas, you know. It's just there's so. Much is it space. as hot? I've heard Phoenix is really hot. Is it well, Phoenix, Arizona? Is, Houston is pretty close to the ocean, so you get a lot more humidity. You know, like in okay. Anderson, how it used to be. Ew! Crazy yeah, yeah, humid. Central. Gross. Yeah, it's like in the 90s and humid from April through October. <laughs> and Ooh, then. Man. During That's the winter, these people terrible. don't even these people don't even know how to drive. Like they'll go thirty oh, miles an hour no. on the freeway with their blinkers on, you know, because the road is wet <laughs> and it's thirty-five degrees. 
I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's the same in England. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, a snowflake! <laughs> ah! Yeah, I'm serious. Like, I remember. Wasn't there like a report that there was that probably wasn't in Houston, like what? or Texas at least, like Dallas? I don't know. They had a little bit of snow, and everybody was panicking. Probably. Yeah. Do you remember that? Well, yeah. They had a they had a quote ice storm here. It was just uh, yeah. It was wet. It was only <laughs> wet. It was not ice. Well, oh, it, it's not. It could be ice if it froze. So <laughs> it froze. It, uh, froze. it, it dared to it get below happen. thirty degrees. Yep. But, yep. Like that Perish happens like thorns. once a year. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, so we were talking about. Hey, so where do you are you wearing flip flops? That's the question. That is the not, most important. Not currently. I'm not currently nice. wearing flip flops because. And it's not socks and sandals, obviously. No, 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 no. <laughs> the thing, the other thing about Houston <laughs> is that you don't want to wear open-toed shoes because they're like the most vicious ants in the universe in Houston. Really? Oh no. Yeah, they're terrible. They, I've never experienced uh, ants like this, where if you just take one wrong step, they'll cover your foot and start biting you. Wow. Do you, can you believe Houston, it potentially? Houston is a, a wilderness, except it's made so of... It's, so it's okay. kind of like American Australia. Made of cement and steel. That sounds pretty uh, intense, cement and steel. That sounds like a... A great album from a metal band. Yeah. Well, cement and steel. And then big oil executives, too, you know. Ah, yes, a lot yes. Of, a lot of huge yeah. multinational corporations with a lot of money based in Houston. Um, I think that's why it's so boring. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Probably. But I heard it's cool. I heard like I heard some other cities in Texas are cool, like Austin. Yeah, Austin's yeah. like Austin's known as the cool city in Texas, and Houston yeah. is known as not that interesting. It's the not so cool. Yeah, the, the not so cool. I the, I told somebody level. before I moved here, like, hey, I'm moving to Houston, and they thought I had said Austin. They're like, oh my gosh, Austin, you're gonna <laughs> love it there. It's gonna be great. No, like, oh. oh no 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 no. And I said had to say no 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 Houston. And they're like, oh, oh well, that's like, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, in some regards, it's kind of like the Anderson of big cities. Well, not quite the Anderson of big cities. That'd be more like Detroit. Detroit is no, more yeah. like Anderson. Or or, or of, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. No, well, Los Angeles is, desi- is actually desirable to live in. Like, people are like, oh, I want to move to L.A. to well, do yeah. this. You know, do some creative thing. But okay, Houston, fine. Right, nobody yeah. wants to move to Houston in order to become an artist. You know, that's not right, an aspiration. Right. Yeah. That's, However, that sounds about right. Whoa. Unless, unless you're a rapper, <laughs> there are a lot of rappers in Houston. There are actually a lot of music studios <laughs> in Houston. Really what rappers. is this? Beyonce's from <laughs> really? Houston. Uh, this is painting a very interesting picture. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like wondering what what's going on. I didn't know this. But I yeah I don't know Beyonce just because I I live in Houston. Some people. Of course you do. She was probably there last week. Yeah, in the same wherever was, you are, like, hiding from her fans like you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Dawson. That's cool, though. That's cool. I mean, it sounds in- it sounds interesting, even though you know, like we don't some, know much about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds it sounds interesting. It's Houston. It sounds yep. different, right? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's different in the way that it's like really the same feeling. It just feels like mm, yeah, kind of normal. Just, you don't see any like alternatively dressed people ever you just see hmm. people who look normal walking around yeah just, just kind of yeah okay, okay, sounds here's like here's another huge question ready when you go to the target is it the same layout oh as no Anderson or I've the Walmart? actually never well i've never been to target here i've been to walmart okay, any here, supermarket uh walmart the same? seemed about the same i don't know it yeah. didn't seem all that different from in anderson the grocery stores, all the groceries are way cheaper here. Oh, cool. Whoa. 
What's yeah. this? Yeah, the groceries are way cheaper in Texas than in the north. Um, well, that's that's an interesting thing. It is it is interesting, but like the grocery store that we go to, that's sort of in our neighborhood, kind of sucks. We oh. like they have like the worst produce of all time, and and just like it's very spotty being able to find anything that you actually want. Huh. I don't know. I don't think you could make very much interesting food. Like they don't have very basic stuff for like Chinese food, but then randomly they'll have wonton skins. It's just. It's, it's is, really there, weird. is there any Asian store? Sounds like here, actually. To be no. honest, in what? Houston is there an Asian store. You know what I mean? Where they import like. Where oh yeah, like the legendary Asian store in Indianapolis. Yeah. Like you know, where, where they import like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, from, yeah. Like, oh from yeah. The east, like I mean, from the, the east. What is true? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I keep Asian. Okay. The I know. Well, I keep painting weird sorry. and different pictures of Houston, but like it's also an extremely ethnically diverse city. Like okay. one of the most diverse in the United States. Huh. And I guess it's just that was like, a big truck. It really sounds yeah, like Dawson's dodging traffic and just talking <laughs> around, walking talking around. About, I think the, I the mean, diverse cities. Seriously, twenty feet away from Are me you is local this mom? gigantic speedway. Are you inside or outside? So anyway, um, I'm outside right now. Okay. Because inside you could just hear lots of you know steamers and people talking. It was really loud, and it's actually people buying like average fruits. Like all right. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I'm at the uh, I'm at the extreme cultural institution known as Starbucks. It's just a very unique place. Right. Haven't heard of that. Never heard of that one. Else. What is yeah. it called? Star what? Seriously, Star I remember. Boxes? I remember when Starbucks huh. first came to Anderson. Do you guys remember that? When they, oh yeah, when dude, they first was so the store. huge. And ev- the lines, the lines. And everyone that we was witnessed. like, "Dude, there's culture in Anderson now." Which is like, <laughs> oh now no. It's like Oh man! Oh, exactly, it's like yeah, getting exactly. McDonald's or something. It's not it's real. true. But no, it was so it's cool so true. back then to go to Starbucks. I'm getting this yeah, Dolce back, Latte Yeah, back then there weren't as many locations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's you true, can yeah. go down this one street in Houston. It's called Westheimer Road. It's sort of like Scatterfield back in Anderson, except mm-hmm. way bigger and more. Like it's one huge strip mall. It's the okay. most disgusting street you, you'll ever be on. Ugh. And you can pass Sounds like four lovely. Starbucks in 20 minutes. Yeah, see, that's really interesting Just because I remember, road. I remember 10 years ago, we were mm-hmm. like, when we went to Chicago, it was like, oh, there's Starbucks. It was like something special, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and like you said, now it's just like... Yeah, and then I went to Vancouver and there was a Starbucks in every corner. But that <laughs> yeah. was 2005. But it was still, it was just like... Right, but that was a, like a big... big there is more than there is in Seattle where it was made. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not worth going to really. It just... Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I just, it's I just came here because like, because it was it's reliable Wi-Fi. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, no problem there. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, yeah. it's great to have you on here, and we can talk about some stuff that we did before. We For should example, talk about. We should just go back a little bit. In time. I would love to uh, because yes, Dawson. We all love Dawson, yep. and we also loved Dawson when he was a child, pretty much, more or less. I I can say that. Yeah, it was I remember sixth grade when we first started. Like, hey, he had the highest pitch voice. It was just so he's so adorable, so you know. adorbs. He was a he was an original boy. Yeah, and he really was a unique boy. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he still is, of course. But I mean, like, you know, when you see him, you know who it is. You see him in silhouette. There he is. It's Dawson. He had this wonderful <laughs> mohawk, 
Remember that? Yeah, but the mohawk. And it felt but, like yeah, but yeah. But the yeah. mohawk wasn't like a, a thick mohawk. It was a very like sliver of yeah, 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 a mohawk, yeah, yeah. and it was slightly off center. Yeah, and he didn't. You yes. didn't. You didn't gel. You didn't right? gel it you too much or anything. Oh just yeah, I, rare, I rarely ever put it up because that was just too yeah. much work. You know. Yeah, but it, so it looked like a dead ferret on your <laughs> yeah. forehead every single yeah, time we saw you. Yeah, or some squirrel's tail or something like that. It was <laughs> yeah. 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 And it and was complete with the crazy horse T-shirt. The oh yes, the crazy horse T-shirt every for, like day or something. I don't yeah, remember. so they every, so Dawson every had like Sunday yeah. and Wednesday at, at least. It just started out. I would um, whenever I went to like youth group at at my church, I would I would accidentally be wearing the same shirt. It was it was uh, from the Crazy Horse Memorial in South Dakota. That's right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody commented on it one time. He's like, "You've you've been wearing that every single time I've seen you," and I was like, "Uh huh, oh, I guess <laughs> I have." And then I just decided to start doing it on purpose. Which oh man, that's so cool. Remember, remember the youth pastor Joe Webb? I think did he call you always yeah, yeah. just like Crazy Horse instead of Dawson? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Was everybody at the time. Everybody, yeah, everybody. Go. Oh man, what was what did I want to say? Like. We were talking about the ferret, the, ferret, uh, the, the, the dead ferret, the, the crazy mohawk. horse t-shirt. And then we have to talk about uh, one of Dawson's finest works of Crown literature jewels. in his young life. Literature. Oh, yeah. So, well, I think so yeah, tell, tell us, tell us, Dawson, tell us, you know, take us through the journey of yeah, writing. Yeah, because of writing this masterpiece that I had many friends actually listen to because I did an audiobook of it, like the full thing. And I had lots of, like, my friends read it, and they all loved it because we love the unintentional humor Humor, that you provided with your brilliant mind. Unknowingly. Yes. (laughs) It it is just a work of pure legend and genius. Please, please introduce this. I think, okay, I'm going to have to look this up, but I think... Oh, my, it's that important. We can't do this, this discussion... Oh my goodness, cars everywhere. We can't do this discussion justice without um, first talking about where the dragon obsession came from. Okay, dragon obsession. Please do. um, I think the WB, when it was still the WB, they had this uh, certain WB kids show, like set of kids shows called Cubo, and it was on on like Saturday mornings. And I used to watch that a lot, and they had this really poorly made motion capture CG TV show called Jane and the Dragon. Oh, wait, I saw you watching that once when I came over once to talk to Drew or whatever, and there you were as a little... When was this, by the way? Can we just say that real quick, just to give people a time of reference? When I was in sixth grade, so like 2006... Yep, that's about right. Yeah, yeah we were we right. were making a little movie, me and Drew and Jake and everything. Jake didn't want to be in this film, but we'll talk about that. That's, that's, that's another topic. That's garbage. Let's talk about Day of the Dragon. Day of the Dragon. Yeah, so um, I watched that show a lot, and I just sort of became obsessed with, like, human-dragon relationships. Whoa. <laughs> in the in the light of that book, to put it, it just yeah. makes it sound so. It sounds terrible. So it sounds beautiful. Oh, you mean more of like the friendships of uh, <laughs> yeah. If that yeah, makes it any like better. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, totally. How a human platonic. and a dragon could have some sort of kinship, you know? Just uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was afraid of some other word popping <laughs> in there. Well, and seeing a human and a dragon just work together, you know, as yeah, yeah, yeah. as mm-hmm. a team, a unit, in and, special and ways. We could make jokes with each other, and you know, just dragons were cool. Yeah, I mean, so it's basically basically that, like a like a 
kid's story where it's like, you know, oh, cool, you know, like, you know, a kid yeah. finding a dragon yeah. and like being pals with him. Which like it that, definitely yeah. is, and much more. Keep going. So, um, what ended up happening from that is I just started getting really obsessed with dragons. I would draw them all the time. Oh, man, yeah. you know, so would. Oh. I, I just drew tons and tons of dragons, and I. Yeah, but and, with, remember that. <laughs> The famous I came dragon up with you drew a very like a specific, mouse? A very specific anatomy for yes. the dragon. Like, yep. they, they looked a certain way. They did not... I didn't like the way a lot of people drew dragons or the way that a lot of people yeah, made them look. Like, um, having all kinds of horns. Like, anything like, that made them yeah. look evil was more or, awesome. more or less yeah. what I was against. Yeah. yeah, and you also had specific, like, requirements. Like, only two horns and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah exactly. number of teeth. <laughs> Yeah, and was, so I remember little... when you were yeah when you were at our place once, uh, you were pretending. Well, I can't you know I can't confirm or deny if you were pre- right. pretending or not. But you were talking to uh, this was still you know obviously this is the same time frame. I was making popcorn because we were watching a movie, and you know you were always hinting at outside of the window, and I was like turning my my head. I was like, "What are you doing, Dawson?" He's like, "Nothing." He's like. <laughs> Talking to someone. What was that? What was that, Dawson? <laughs> oh, was it? Was that back when I was like having like sort of self-made delusions about dragons? Yeah, yeah. And I would <laughs> yeah. always, I would always get the angry truth is out at last. I would uh, yeah, get angry, no, Dawson. Like you, have, you can't been... prove this. I was like, it's like every time you mention a dragon, he's not here, but he's over at your place. Or blah 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 blah. I remember you were mad at that. Yeah. I was angry at that. I was like, I was seriously like, you know, I was like, oh, Dawson's making stuff up. And so you decided to write this book. What was the general well, purpose I th- well, of this? Well, I think uh, Dragon Talk came first. Should we talk about Dragon Talk? Oh, really? Before? Dragon first? Oh, Dragon Talk! Oh, man! Yeah, Dragon- Go! Yeah, Dragon Talk started as um, I was also watching this internet show called AskAninja.com it's Oh, yeah. Just, AskAninja. It was very early yeah. internet video stuff. It was sort of like yeah. very, very early YouTube and it had like a few thousand views, like or maybe a hundred thousand views, which is a huge deal back then. Yeah, yeah. And, but like, basically, um, it's the same. And kind I thought of they were so funny it. and awesome, yeah. and they were characterized by really quick cuts and like no breath time. It was all just talking yeah. about time, <laughs> and it was humorous and about ninjas and sort of pretended to take itself seriously. And so I thought it would be cool if I basically did that, except for dragons, and I could get like millions of views, and I would be. Popular. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's basically what I thought. And so, in my little sixth grade, sixth grade brain, I thought everyone would enjoy if I did did this show called Dragon Talk. Which and all we did, we enjoyed the crap out of that show. The title, the title, Dragon Talk, came from uh, there's this NPR show with a couple of old brothers from Boston called Car Talk, where people <laughs> car in, call in with car problems. Oh, you mean Qua Talk? Catwalk. Yeah, yeah I thought everyone talk. knew. I thought everyone knew that what that was, but apparently there's just some people who didn't listen to NPR growing up. So yep. yeah, yeah, um, I think like I had no clue. Of course not. Yeah, so at the end of Car Talk, it's of course these there are these two brothers and they say, "Don't drive like my brother." Oh, that's where it came from. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's where it came and from. Dawson changed I love it too. this. This is so great. Don't We're getting all like the answers dragon. now. Yeah, I didn't. Camp, I didn't know this. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then that's, that's why I said at the end of every episode, instead of don't fr- 
drive like my brother said don't fly like my dragon which is the dumbest <laughs> the dumbest thing you could possibly Stupid. think of and I just decided to say it at the end of every episode because I thought people get the reference but no one did uh, I have yet so to like meet a, someone uh, who just got that reference on their own oh man so basically in, in the episodes you would answer questions from your friends yes yeah. about dragons and you, would, you would talk about your visions of dragons yeah, you're how you believe much. they should be like yeah, much, they, right? they would so ask that was basically it with quick cuts. Clarifying details about like the f- the first episode, I actually made up the questions because nobody asked me any questions. And the I was gonna was, say, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our first question is from Alan. Oh, and you always pitch your voice yes, down. I dropped yes, the yes. pitch of my voice first, down. Like, I am hiding from my fans. Yeah, and and I always this made this joke that like these people were following me and they were just obsessed with my work with dragons or because you were like so that. popular. And they were very politely silent every time. <laughs> I don't know why behind. I I thought this was be was gonna be funny, just on its own, you know, without being <laughs> funny in the wrong ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It was, it was know, funny because it was like, what is this? But it wasn't really well, yeah. funny in the ways I intended it to be. No, exactly. but and I still love it because well, it's, it's it, too bad we don't have the entire collection. I know, right. I'd pay for a, like a DVD have, box set of this. I have maybe one or two episodes still remaining, oh, but oh. sadly, um, Fancy Pants or no, yeah, I think it was Fancy Pants Eight Thirteen was the uh, YouTube channel it was on. And just randomly yeah. one day it was gone. No, no email from YouTube. Nothing. And then yeah. <laughs> well, you also did. Speaking of the show again, there was also you did references to like uh, what was it? Don't William fly Shatner? like uh, William Shatner's dragon. Thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah William yeah. Shatner's dragon was a recurring character. I don't know why I chose William Shatner. I don't think I I'd think even probably... seen Star Trek or anything that had William Shatner in it ever in my life. I th- I think you chose it because you thought maybe it was from left field and it's just like random and funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I also was watching a lot of HomestarRunner.com and I thought that HomestarRunner.com. I thought anything <laughs> random and just kind of weird was fun- funny. So yeah. I thought it was just being hilarious. And, and there's no mention of Trogdor. Yeah. Trogdor! Yeah, Trogdor was <laughs> right. Trogdor, the Trogdor song? Uh, <laughs> Peasant's Quest. Peasant's <laughs> Quest. Yeah. yeah, I really did um, I really did enjoy Homestar Runner before it sort of like, I don't know, I'm guessing the people the who made stuff. it are now doing things. They don't really make it anymore, Probably. so. That was, was also was really sort of the pre-YouTube internet world yeah. where YouTube uh, wasn't where you just went to see funny things. That's what um, I was going to say. It was really hard to navigate the website. Uh, yeah. Runner. Like, I could never watch any videos because like, it took like 50 clicks to get anywhere. Yeah, I just Weird thought layout, that flash. was normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. I thought it was normal because we didn't have YouTube as like a uh, standard, you know? Even YouTube yeah, back then was really the done. worst to use. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it's evolved since... I think we anyway, need to play a little bit of an audio clip, if you don't mind. Like, we need to get like, yeah, one of the like Dragon Talk episodes and just play a little clip, just to get a taste well, of the you, brilliance. Do you have any of them? We might have one. If you, well, you yes, probably have, might have to can. send one, but like... I can send one over okay. to you if you need. All right, perfect. Brilliant. Now we can show it. I'm so excited. Here, I, listen I to mean, this. This I is hope, Dragon Talk. I hope we can... I hope I can find it on my external hard drive because... Like, either it's on my external hard drive, with a, which I think pretty much has a backup of everything I've got, 
or it's well, on we'll a have the answer in a couple seconds. Anderson, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have the answer in a couple seconds. Here's Dragon Talk with Dust Fosb. Today I'm sort of hiding in my closet because of um, all the fans who are following me. I have to do this really quietly. All right, today I've got a question from Alan, who asks, "What is the nature of dragons?" Well, um, well that's a stumper. It really depends on what dragon you're talking about. I mean, there are many dragon natures because there are so many kinds of dragons. William Shatner's dragon isn't quite the best in the world. Let me give you an overview of the kinds of dragons. There's the small dragon, which grow to like 10 feet tall. Medium-sized dragon, who's uh, about 20 feet tall with like a 10-foot tail. And, uh which they used to whip William Shatner. Then there's the 30 foot kind, which I think William Shatner had. And then there's the uh, 50 foot kind, who I think uh, my friend's dragon was. Anyways, if a dragon knows how to speak English, it's probably not gonna be ferocious. You know, usually dragons are named like, oh, I don't know, some Nordish name, like Skardek, like mine. And sometimes they're not even named at all. Well, except for Darius. He could speak English. And I think mine could can speak a little bit of Australian, too. And I knew one that could speak Jamirish. It was really funny. <clears throat> Thanks for the question. And remember, don't fly like my dragon. All that right. was Dragon Talk. It was right. brilliant. We're back. If it played, if <laughs> uh, it didn't brilliant. play, wow. then it's wow. just this blank spot. Wow, that was a great experience to have everybody listen to that and, uh, it was and know what excellent. it was really Perfect. like back in those days. Beautiful. Oh, yes. The good old days. So, so back to dragons. Yeah, back to dragons. Dragon. More dragons. Dragon, dragon, dragon. So you did Dragon Talk, and you were talking about different dragons, like your dragon, Skardak. Yeah, that was Skardak. That was the first mention of uh, of the lore. Yes. That that was. It's to be coming. The, day of the dragon. It's coming. Um, and then and then you then you said your friend's dragon, um, Darius. Darius. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. these and then you then there was a story that came out of this, isn't it? Yes, a story yes. you decide to turn into a novel. Well, a what, beautiful novel. Back up just another step. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. My friends, my real friends, uh, Philip and let's see, what, what was the other guy's name? I don't even remember. Ben. ben? Wow, well, man. No, his real name what wasn't a... Ben. Oh. Oh. Little, I don't. Uh, at least I don't uh, think. Change there. No, it was Austin. Yeah. He, that, my, his real Austin. name was Austin. Philip and Austin were my real life friends. We were had been friends since like third grade or fourth grade and we always like hung out and played Age of Empires together and stuff like that cool. <laughs> um, good so I had talked to them I had this idea for a story involving all of us finding yes. dragons and it was going to be called Day of the Dragon I don't know why I decided yes. on that title but I just knew that was because gonna it's be excellent what the movie was going to be called so originally this was oh be yeah movie. I got about 10 oh. pages into writing the script and I was talking to them about, about it one day and it was like, guys, it's going to be real. We can totally do this. And I was talking about how like <laughs> all of our other friends were going to help us. And they're like, we don't really want to do that. That sounds dumb. And I was oh. just crushed. Burn. I was crushed. I was heartbroken. I was like, I really wanted to make a movie uh, because originally so I didn't want to be a writer. I wanted to make movies. That was what I wanted to do from like when I was three yeah. years old. Right, 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 right. So, um... 
I was just like, man, my movie dream is going to be crushed because I had these huge expectations for my, myself to like be making full-length feature films like way before I was 18 and break records or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, right. So when they when they said they're not they weren't up to doing it, I'd lost all my crew, I'd lost my main cast members and I just, over budget already. Yeah, Overnight. <laughs> already over budget and we hadn't even started. So I was like, you know what, let's scrap it. I'm gonna just write a book. And the thing is, if I write a book, then I can make a movie with a book later after the book becomes yeah. famous and I have Sell lots those of money. rights. You, you know, got I don't the have double to buy thing. I don't have to buy rights for it. I own the rights because I wrote oh, it. Oh, you're right, so, of course. Oh, boy. This is, so this is a master plan. So Foolproof. So I started writing the first few chapters. Dun, dun. Um, and originally dun, dun. the chapters were like two pages long each because I didn't know how to write things. Dun, 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 uh, wow, that's dun, pretty dun, terrible. Dun, two pages for a chapter. Dun, 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 Unless you had like dun, dun, 500 dun, dun. chapters. Well, then I went to... Um, Dang, these cars are loud. <laughs> they are. They're getting louder, <laughs> I think. I went out to the library, the Anderson Public Library, which was the greatest place on earth. I could walk there. And it's still the great. It's still good. On the way, I could stop at Rickers and get a slushy. That's what I did. Every it's perfect. Time. It's awesome. And it's like I, business trips. It was a reward. Man. It was a reward, reward for your work. <laughs> it's a reward for your work. Yeah. And I uh, googled. A dragon you know, I Google, I went onto the library. Uh, stack search kiosk and I typed right. in like how to write a book or something like that and I found this one how, section how, how, how do I write book how write book <laughs> how about be formed I found this whole section in the nonfiction books about like how to write books and then I came across this one book that told you how to write a book in 30 days I was like what that's ridiculous there's oh, no yeah. way there's no way So, but then I read this book and I was like dang I guess I could write a book in 30 days hey wasn't it called no plot, no problem. That's true. That's very true. Ah, uh, you remember it. Yes. Wow, you, well guys, done, you guys have excellent memories. Um, Thank you. Thanks. But I read that book and I was like, wow, I could, okay, I'm just going to write a book in the month of October. I'm going to write Day of the Dragon. So that was, that was the month in which I crafted that masterpiece. It was yeah. it was truly a wonder to behold after that month. Um, oh yeah, you know that's and, right. And in the end, there was no plot. So yeah, there was pretty great. much no, <laughs> story no problem. To it. There was pretty much no story to it. Uh, it kind of okay. meandered the whole time. But um, I felt like it was this grand epic masterpiece that explored the depths of human emotion. Naturally, <laughs> yeah. naturally, the human emotions and, of joy and platonic interspecies <laughs> relationships. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, platonic um, human dragon relationships. Just, just I want to make a just do a little uh, make a build a little make a build. <laughs> uh, background a synopsis, synopsis real quick yeah. setup. Uh, do you want me to say it, or, or does, do you does go? Dawson want to have the honors? I of think I think I can, his... uh, can sort of explain a little bit. Maybe we can play a little bit of the audiobook here for. Yeah, I definitely the will. The listeners of this grand program. Uh, oh yeah, be a best of. But a basically, best of. The, the oh story. best of with all the greatest uh, <laughs> platonic uh, references. Yes. The the best uh, the best way to describe it is this mishmash of like a thousand main characters. Like every character in that in that book is a main character. It's worse than Star yeah. Wars Episode One. Um, yep. So it's about these three kids who are like in middle school, which is how old I was at the time, and they were all best <laughs> friends. And they were all like the only child of their families, but they were like brothers. Oh, of course. 
and <laughs> their lockers were right next to each other, which I thought would, yeah. was like the ultimate sign of friendship, you know? Yeah, well, here's a sample of some of that sweet, sweet Day of the Dragon action. Day of the Dragon by Dawson Bosberg. Read by Phil Gregg. Your locker's yeah. next to somebody else. This must that be a something. And so, the story drops you into, uh, they're, they're at lunch at school, and they're like, guys, you will never believe what happened to me yesterday. And what happened was, all of them on the same day, separately, met separate dragons on dragons. accident. Yeah! In the same little town in, I- like, I don't remember where this story was supposed to be set. Midwest Idaho? Town. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it was Idaho. Was it? Yeah, yeah Faustin, Idaho. So dumb. <laughs> Why did I think of the city named Faustin? Yeah, and so so they had these wonderful... So they met each other's... like no, they, they met their own dragons. Yeah, they yeah, met they their own they dragons. Made, they met these dragons, Skardek, Darius, and Michelangelo. And, yep. um, and they Skardek, all became... the Australian dragon. They all became friends, and I then they're like... Are. We all have to meet each other. We all have to get together. That'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what they did. They all they all got together and they wow, this is so cool. Dragons are the best. And the dragons <laughs> made in passing this reference to this event called Day oh, of yes. the Dragon. Day of the Dragon. And that's where the title that's comes where the, from. That's where the title comes from. And Day of the Dragon is this event that happens every five years when mm-hmm. the great dragon... Um, the great dragon. Is the island? Sorry, there's like a trash truck. <laughs> it's okay. okay so we'll the, wait for the trash truck. The great oh, dragon, which is appointed as the leader of all surviving dragons, he calls all dragons to this island. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And they and they all get together. There's like 300 of them left. And uh, they they all gather on this secret island to talk about dragon affairs. Dragon. And, and just you know whatever whatever's going on in that in that world. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, and so they let that slip, don't they? Yeah, and, then and, the, kids, and the kids are like, "What? We have to go!" And so what? <laughs> and then, can we go to the day of the dragon? He blurted. The others looked at him, and he realized what he had asked. There was a long moment of awkward silence. Vendarius said in a booming voice, "No." What happens is they just completely, ridiculously get all of their parents out of town for a week. And it is and so... You've done this so masterfully. It was Drew. so contrived. Dawson, wow! Oh, said that. It was it absolutely yeah, the most forced thing. There was no struggle involved. It just happened. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, like, Scott. Scott is pretty much... You could... Like roughly say he's the main character. Yeah, Scott. It was well, Scott, aka you, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he actually asks his parents, like, no, no. He enters his parents Into to a, a contest, contest right? to win on the a radio. cruise. On the radio to win a cruise. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember that. Wouldn't you know? Guess they who won. won? <laughs> they won. Yeah, they won the same contest. exact days as the day of the dragon. Yep. And and guess what? The parents didn't even complain. <laughs> they when, didn't. When we got the package. Like they were filled with joy, and they <laughs> cried, and they and cried, they laughed, and they laughed, and they experienced all the human emotions in the world. 
It was that that's, good. That's really accurate to how the book sounds, though. It's really yep, just it's true. annoying to read. <laughs> Basically, anytime like someone is happy, you have to list like five different like yeah experiences. Yeah, and then so eventually they go to the. Yeah, they have a few adventures when they go to the island and then they meet they, other dragons they meet on the way John of Evgreen. Uh, the Basically, half the book is traveling. Yeah, yeah, half the book is traveling and you know, it's repeating a, it's the, the journey, same thing. You know, it's about the journey. <laughs> Not the course. Of course, sorry. I'm, so, uh, I so basically, they make this journey out to um, to the Day of the Dragon uh, to that little conference they were having. Um, yep. And. They get found out. They get discovered that humans are there. What? Humans are at the Day of the Dragon? No. What? Humans in this dragon island? And so the great dragon banishes uh, (laughs) Darius and Skardek and Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. These words. You are excommunicated. Yeah, you are excommunicated. Then, said the great dragon gravely, you are excommunicated. You are no longer a member of the community of dragons. He doesn't banish them, he excommunicates them. Communicates because them. Because yeah. they're Catholic dragons. Yep, of course. Of course. <laughs> and we then, all know this. And then on the beach, you know, what's his name? Uh, Scott, a.k.a. Dawson, is so Sobbing. sad. I'm He's feeling the guilt I, of the world that happened just, to him and his sweeping, friends. You know, yeah. and then if I wouldn't here have comes, come, you guys wouldn't have been excommunicated. <laughs> yep. And then Skardek, his dragon, comes over and, and is talking him. in an Australian accent. And All goes, right. The best part is that... Oh, you always take me lighter. <laughs> That's my favorite part, that Skardek is an Australian dragon. What the heck? Yes. I know. With a, with a anyway. rich Australian accent. One more. I'm Skardek. I'm going to tell you to read the dragon. It's a book. Written by Dawson Bosberg. It's really lovely. It's with me and my friend, um, I forget his name, Scott. Yeah. Um, I love caramel. I love caramel candy. It's all I can say. And but you know, it's, all, it's more, it's more original than like all these dragons have stories true. as to how they had learned English and how to speak. It was so human lips. Human lips. Human yes, lips. human oh, lips. Oh, and oh, we have to play. So we have to play that one. We have to play, have to play that dragons one. Dragons <laughs> in, in my imagination whistled <laughs> to communicate. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You know, yeah, yeah. So huge, fearsome creature, and then they whistle. It just seems so funny. In dragon lips. With dragons, so bad. And I had, uh, yeah, I'm not going to No, the hilarious thing is that Phil, when he was doing, like, reading the audiobook, he had to also whistle. Yeah, I had to do it. (laughs) Skardek walked over to Scott, who was sweeping on the beach, (laughs) wetting the sand with his tears. Hey, it's all right, mate, said Skardek. Shh, it's all right. It wasn't your fault, he said. Yes, it is. It's my fault you were kicked out. (laughs) It's because I insisted on going. It was the I was the one who earned it. It's my fault," said Scott. "I would be excommunicated a million times over you," said Skardek. "You're my friend." Skardek gently nuzzled him, and Scott hugged him. "I wish it wasn't the way it was," said Scott. "Well, you can't really change that. I didn't want you staying and me going. I just..." I love you, mate. Can't get up, get up, 
because because it just had to happen. And so I just made up a bunch of weird tunes, <laughs> took tunes from different shows or whatever I had in my head at the time, just to show my defiance. Because, well, I'll talk about that later. Let's just get the plot finished. Right, let's quick. get the plot done. So, so they're, they're they go, they get back. They, yeah. they start going back, and then they meet this, uh, this Canadian dragon named Pearl, and she has a human friend as well. I forget yep. her name. She was very unimportant. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, she, um, was the to- she was the token girl. Yeah, she was the token female because, like, I had actually yep. been told by a guy who read, like, the first five chapters, like, dude, there are too many dudes in here. There need to be, there need to be some girls. I was like, oh, and okay. And you were like, what? I need okay. to put a girl in this book. <laughs> Pearl let the human girl off her back, and this strange human looked over the humans and the dragons. Who's this girl? The girl has a name, and it just happens to be Catherine, said Catherine. Because I didn't think about thing. girls. When I was in sixth grade, I know, you I thought was about like, dragons. <laughs> you thought about dragons. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. My favorite. So, okay, I have, to, I have to. Let's just diverge really quick. I have to say, my one of my favorite parts in the book is where uh, Scott and his friends. I think they're adults or something. They stop at this woman's house, Jonathan Green or something, and she like treats them so well. Like she gives them breakfast and stuff, and it's like, oh, we're your friends and stuff like that. And then Scott like has to print something on a computer because he can't use the internet. He has to send a letter to his parents. Yeah. And he's so worried about wasting her ink. And it's like, this is you've so You've been dumb. there for two days and you've been eating her food. Food is sleeping there. And it's like, I don't know if I should waste her ink. <laughs> Can I use your printer? And it's that's like, the real conflict the world. of the book. That's the central the, Yes, issue. that's a good example. Yeah, That's, that's really the only obstacle these characters ever have to face. Other than being excommunicated. Which, Wasting like, what happens is five la- years later, they're now 18 years old. They're all semi-adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they with, turn with into the, With adults. the minds of child. Yeah, they yeah, still have the, later, same, they have the same character. They're not even matured at all. And uh. they they decide, we're going to go back and fight the great dragon. We're going to go to the day of the dragon, whether you like it or not. So they yeah, go back yeah. there with and an Pearl. epic, an epic battle happens. A huge yeah. rebellion against no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> right, none of that happens. Yeah, they have a little skirmish, and then it's over. And then the great dragon's like, like with okay. Like Swiss Army knives. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just okay. Oh, we're done with the main struggle of the story, and we still like have the book left. And I so, know! What's all that about? <laughs> I just didn't know how to write things. I was so bad. Because you were influenced by that book. But basically, no plot, no problem. That's basically the entirety of the book. Hey, do you know what you should have done? Like, you should have emailed the writer of that book and be like, Hey man, here's, here's the book I wrote based on <laughs> Here's the, here's the, the fruits influence. of your labor. They basically, uh, basically half the book was about how they ate gummy worms and... Drank soda. And played tag. And played tag. They played tag. and dragons. Playing tag oh, and, and hide and seek. and then there was a little mini conflict at the end to find, like, Pearl's dragon child or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That so wasn't... Lame. It was really not a story. They found No, the child it was just one was chapter. Fine. And then the last chapter was all about them being happy, and you kept saying the same thing over and over again, because I think you were trying to reach a certain uh, word 50, count. 50,000 words, yeah. <sighs> And, and that's why we have so much. Love. They lived happily. How many times can he say he lived happily <laughs> ever way. after in different ways? That's pretty and much. To, to, yeah, still wrong. Joyfully. Yeah, joyfully. joyfully. Sorry. Ever after. That was, no, that was not happily. It was joyfully. Yeah. Yeah. And the joy lived on the hearts of man and dragons, and all were present those years. So therefore, I think the phrase "and they all lived joyfully ever after" would be much more appropriate. 
this everlasting joy. The entire list could be cited, but none of that could be better than this. There was an everlasting joy, and they all lived joyfully. And that oh. is Day of the Dragon. We are yep, really, um, we can't bring it, give it justice, like, just by, like, no. Just by talking about it, you, you really have to experience, have to experience it for yourself. the magic. Like, and the, the best, best is just the best way to experience it is via the audiobook narrated by yeah, Bill yeah. And this is where I come in. You didn't even finish the book, and you <laughs> asked me because this is how your wonderful mind works. And it's like we have to make something. We have to make some kind of product profit off of this. And I'm not even done with the book. <laughs> we should do something. Yeah. And I'm like, I okay, not- what do you want me to do? Yeah, and but that's great. Don't like I'm serious. That's it's a great mindset to be honest. Yeah. But um, in this case, it, it just annoyed me so much. So you asked me to do an audiobook of it. I'm like, yes, fine, I'll do one. You're gonna edit it though. I'm not editing this. Wait, You're when did you it. say that? When did when at was the beginning? That discussed. I didn't like the even, first chapter. I, didn't I don't know, know if you don't remember this or not, but I mean, like, I really, I remember that, okay, maybe I edited the first two chapters for you, but then I said the next ones, you're editing them. Yeah. So There's whatever mistakes I'm making or whatever comments, you're just going to take out. So you forced me, pretty much. I mean, I mean, of course, I, I, I said yes, but uh, you asked me to do this audiobook. I started. I was getting, gotten so bored with the second chapter. I just couldn't even go back and start editing it, you know, for you. So I'm like, you edit the, the later chapters. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm reading this this audiobook, and I and I keep and I start making comments on the side because of how stupid this is. And I know that you're going to have to edit this out. So sometimes I try to make it hard for you to take out stuff. And also, you never told. You just kept bugging me every day. How's the audiobook doing? How's the audiobook doing? And I'm like, I don't have time yet. Hold on. But you kept bugging me. So in as, as a form of revenge, I decided to um, just start making stupid voices. You can name me if you like, said the dragon. He then noticed the scar behind the dragon's fin-like ear. Just as the dragon was about to fall asleep in the grass, Scott blurted, Skardek! They all, in the end, were very happy to do the party, and Scott agreed to ask his parents if he could host the party to his house. This happiness was not the kind that it lost. As they sat and talked, they had looked for joy, and they had found it. They walked downstairs into the kitchen. So what are you going to do when we go home? said Catherine. Darso and Gaia. Or Gaia. Whatever. Then. And seeing how you're going to react. Yeah. Just yeah. To towards you towards the end of the book was half commentary. <laughs> yeah. Actual so Michelangelo, way at the end. Michelangelo yeah. later became like Eddie Murphy. Yes. But yeah. Michelangelo is a, it's a dragon that comes from Canada. And just to see what happens, like what reaction I'm going to get from yeah. Dawson, I made him like Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ready when you are, little guy? Said Michelangelo. Ben laughed. <laughs> this, that was wonderful. He said, It's not over, said Michelangelo. That's what I really look like, said Michelangelo. Yep, said Ben, looking at Michelangelo and then at his drawing. And if you ask me, it doesn't look that bad, he said. The two enjoyed a laugh. <laughs> and oh, um, just, just the most like, it's beautiful. And so it was so obnoxious. You were having a hard time. I was laughing my butt off, and I slowly started showing this to my friends. 
and they started loving it and like you know who Jif is? Yes, generally. Probably, yeah. From England? Yeah, yeah. And she actually had a whole... Uh, they have the dragon time with her friends yeah, at college. They would all no. get, get together oh, and great. listen to it. No, yes. that's not even a Yes! Oh, man. Oh, See, I feel so famous. I'm famous for all the wrong things. Do you remember oh, I'm so grade, sorry. worst and most embarrassing stage performance of all time? Uh, yes. Oh, that got, too. Yeah, it's still on YouTube. 300,000 views on YouTube. That's yeah, yep. and nearly like 5,000 dislikes. Yeah, yeah 5,000 dislikes. That's the most I can't. known version of me in the world. Isn't that sad? Mm. No, no, it's fine because we all know you're going to do more things. So yeah. that stuff will be even more famous. It's so, it's so <laughs> funny though because like now I make something that I'm I spend like six months putting together an album and yeah, it's, I know. it's listened to like maybe 50 <laughs> times i know i mean that's that's the sad truth but, but i think that that's that we shouldn't stop there you know? yeah yeah we, we shouldn't keep going. think of that we just keep going yeah. just keep going just keep swimming okay yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the accidental um, stuff always ends up anyway I mean, back to the masterpiece yeah what back what? to the what what you want to say the masterpiece that i was right. uh, explaining yeah, the dragon well, really, it, that is the most legendary uh, piece of work that I've ever I've ever created. I've, yes, I later indeed. Wrote, I agree. I agree. Actually, the very month after I wrote Day of the Dragon, I wrote this book called Double Life. Double Life like, by Dawson Vosburgh. I wrote two books in two months, which is still pretty impressive, even if they. Are I have to agree, man. I have to agree. Well, wasn't They're, it also part of that? Um, what was that called again? Uh, write, writing month. Or yeah, something? National Novel. Nano. Nano. There you go. That thing. Was that also part of that? You were kind of working on uh, working with that yeah. project style. Yeah. Um, no plot, no problem is actually uh, written by the guy who founded National Novel Writing Month. Oh, really? Interesting. So that's how I found out about it. I and I was like, oh, I should just write a book in October. And like midway through, I was looking in the back of uh, No Plot, No Problem, and it and it mentioned National Novel Writing Month, which happens in November. And I was like, oh, it's October. I'm already writing a book. I should just write another one next month. That's yeah. just like cool. that is impressive. That yeah. is impressive yeah. still though. Um, at the end of the second month, I was very tired. I actually wrote the Double Life in like 22 days. It was just wow. the original. The original copy was crap. It was just all filler. Full of typos. Much worse. Oh, just filler. filler. Much worse than Day of the Dragon. I'm, wow. I'm telling you, the the original one like had a, a very long scene about me making mac and cheese that had no relation to it. What? <laughs> You should give me this. I'll make an audiobook of it. Oh, it's so bad. I don't know if I have the original draft in anywhere but And he slowly anymore. poured the milk as he stirred vigorously. Yeah. The macaroni no, no, it was, was in first better. person. I thought first person would be cooler. So Double Life was a story about me basically finding a pair of sunglasses at Old Navy and putting them on. And whoa, they transport you to an imaginary world. And I hadn't, yep, I hadn't sure seen do. The Matrix, but I'd seen posters for The Matrix, and I knew all the cool spy You figured people. that's probably nothing like Double Life. Huh. Time to keep writing. <laughs> well, I, I saw the cool spy people wore sunglasses, so that was what, why I chose the sunglasses. Yep, spy Neo. And also, um, had you ever seen Jet okay, Jackson? Okay, never mind. The famous Jet Jackson on Disney Channel? Okay. Uh, and then, uh, no. And then there was a, they made a movie called Jet Jackson the Movie. But I, I watched it a couple years later, and I realized, oh, wait, this is the exact same plot. Yeah. Um, so, so in retrospect, what do you think about Double Life? Uh, it was garbage. It was not good. Okay. Not worth it. Yeah. Okay, well, we made an audiobook of that. 
<laughs> well, no, Phil, you went two chapters. Yeah, uh, two chapters. Okay, I just I just did two chapters. <laughs> but actually, Phil um, did design the cover that is oh, yes. that is still on uh, Double Life that you can purchase. You can still purchase Yay! it on Kindle or physical book. Too bad you can't purchase Day of the Dragon. No, you can't purchase Day of the Dragon. That's too precious to me. Um, <laughs> that's a that's good in one. the archives. That's in, that's but, in the archives. And then yep. when I was Disney about Dawson 16, I, I published another book. It's called Incognito, which Phil oh, both yes. designed the cover for and illustrated. Hey, uh, I have it right here somewhere. Uh, we have it here. Oh, yeah, cool. On our shelf. Yeah, it's slightly yeah. better. It's slightly better than my previous ones, but still not really that good. Um, well, that's but, what but, but everybody but says. But you put like uh, some extra effort into uh, creating maps. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I created a, a map of this this particular world. This was a much more refined book, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought through, I'd read Pimrise. more books that didn't suck, so I knew what I was doing better. Yeah. There were still dragons yeah. in it, but they played a much smaller role. <laughs> Did they talk? Uh, yeah. There's a, oh, they did. Yeah, you should read it. There's a dragon named Geffen. There's a New Zealand yeah, dragon. Yeah, he's a, he's a, dragon. New Zealand, a he's dragon. character yeah. in the in the novel, and it's basically like took a lot of character archetypes, you know, because I was really into that at the time. The whole mm. Joseph Campbell hero, hero with a thousand faces kind of stuff that because Star oh, yes, Wars yes. was based on journey. on Joseph Campbell's work, basically like on yes. traditional mythic arts with like the old sage and stuff like that, and the and the young okay. ambitious hero and the rogue. I had all those characters, and I just sort of, um, I, but looking at it, I think the story is more worth telling than any of the previous books that I'd written had a little more nuance to it and I'd planned on writing five books for that one and I only got halfway through the second one before giving up Connolly and Connolly Connolly and Connolly yeah and those were the yeah, early days of lettering and calligraphy for me I, I just I just started yeah, I was doing gonna, that I was gonna kind of lead into that yeah, let's 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 get into that then. I Calligraphy. Mean, like, so you just you kind of didn't even get through half of the second one, right? But you right. picked up uh, starting to develop your uh, skills. Yeah, in I that, area. that started about. Um, let's see, was in the summer. Two thousand nine. Yeah, summer of like two thousand nine or something like. Think, well, yeah, two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Yeah, when I started, there. when I started doing that, I went to art camp and they had a workshop with like a really seasoned, experienced calligrapher, and he was teaching that workshop. And I was like, "Hey, this is really fun." I was bad at it, but I liked doing it. So I just went home. Ooh. I went home and I had a calligraphy marker with me, and I just, you know, started drawing letters on everything. And that one thing led to another, and I think I'm fairly good at it now, uh, drawing yeah, letters. I, mean, I think you're really you're good. You're pretty good, my friend. Like from some even like some new stuff I've seen, it's like, yeah. It's yeah, very it's, nice. It's just like, now I'll do a piece that takes like three hours uh, at a time. Oh and that's Yeah, that's the typical oh for like a really involved lettering piece. Like, I don't, I don't do just... So the way you distinguish between calligraphy and lettering is calligraphy is done with a broad-edged pen, so you can get the thicks and thins just by moving the pen oh, one way okay, or another. Okay. And the lettering okay. is just like you draw out the letters and you fill it in with ink. It's not the huh. same process. Oh. But like obviously you can learn a lot about letters from both of them and just like translate you know, one quality to another one. So yeah, that's what, what I've been more building up as a skill set. Um, doing that for uh, designing logos and stuff and then 
making it into vector images like in illustrator yeah. so they can size them however big they want that's really where yeah I'm looking it's also to interesting because you, you still do it manually, you know, obviously with pens, you know, versus purely digitally. So it kind of brings in a different, you know, yeah, oh, definitely do that. Different, yeah. different uh, feel to it. Yeah. And I yeah. think quality, I think people yes. are looking for that, you know, yeah, it, the, the craft is kind of still there versus just, you know, yeah, you, you see know, that with that a bunch of Photoshop, boy. Yeah. You see that a lot with a lot of things in like what you would call, I guess, the Internet age or the digital age or whatever. Yeah where people in art are still looking for, you know, something that's, that feels human. Because, uh, you know, with the, like the dawn of electronic music, which is great. I like electronic music. I've made electronic yeah. music that kind of sucks before. Um, but people are looking teams. for, uh, within all this technology, just to be able to feel something that, you know, still feels like something made, someone made with their hands. So like, yeah. Yeah, you see that yeah, with yeah. a lot of, analog things are popular a lot of uh you know lettering is making a pretty big resurgence right now in popularity um there are a lot of people who do really excellent stuff and it's getting seen and looked at now and that's really you know sort of encouraging as an artist to see like people enjoying an angle or an aesthetic that you um particularly do yourself and i find myself fitting in with uh just generally a lot of the handmade looking things and um yeah just something that has a more human feel i don't i feel yeah. like anymore i'm lazy if i use a, a font a, t- yeah. a regular typeface because it's like what this ah, took like that's cool this took like five minutes to do i haven't spent hours on it i don't feel like i exactly. should be getting paid for this because mm-hmm. anyone can mm-hmm. anyone can just like put the type there and i know that i obsess over like kerning and stuff like that and i'll adjust things myself but well that, that comes with the job but <laughs> it comes with the territory but like i don't know i just feel like it's it's cheating now so i don't think i'll really like if i do design stuff i won't ever use use type well at least that much for the main yeah just <clears throat> like if i'm doing an album cover or something like None of that. None of that. Do go to com. Oh my gosh! I used to (laughs) back at the beginning of beginning days of being obsessed with typography and and letters and stuff like that. I used to love tofont.com until I learned that it's just full of terrible fonts that amateurs have made who don't really know what they're doing. Pretty much. And like copies of movie movie title fonts. Yeah, yeah. That's what people really like seeing on tofont.com. Man, I saw I saw the Evanescence font crop up somewhere. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I was very embarrassed. I mean, I don't know much about this stuff as much as Dawson does, but uh, I could I could see. Yeah, could see. you can get caught up in the minutiae of uh, of type very easily. But my you know, my favorite is when you see a logo and you can if there's two letters, uh, the same letters in a logo, you can look at them clearly <coughs> and sometimes tell if it's a font. Yeah, yeah. You look, oh, yeah. Say, you look, oh, that looks exactly the same. Oh, come on, guys. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you yeah. see that. Especially if it's supposed to look like it's handwritten. That's so yes, dumb. Exactly. I can't stand it. <laughs> so, well, you know, people I out know, there. I know. So, the interesting thing is, like, when you're working with a typeface, you want it to look inconsistent. And when you're working, yes. like, with your hand, you want it to look as consistent as possible because even if, it, like, your hand handwork at its most consistent will still not look exactly perfect exactly yes you still get flaws and that's part of yeah and that's part of part of what's what's great about it i mean there are some lettering artists um one in particular his name is sean sean west his real name is sean mckay but seanwest.com s-e-a-n-w-e-s.com 
his stuff is just like immaculate. It doesn't. I mean, some of his earlier stuff looks more similar to what I do, but currently, like his newer stuff, could have been a typeface for all I know. It just looks so perfect. I don't know if I. I don't know if I want to get there, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have a little grit, a little dirt in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. a little dirt, a little grit. Yeah, people pay Wait, extra so for that, you know. Is there any way we can see your stuff? I know. Yes. Website DawsonValberg.net. Jacob knows. Yeah, I said it last time. I don't care. I forgot. DawsonValberg.net is currently the worst website on the planet. It doesn't look very good. He lies. He lies. He lies. It doesn't look very good. But it works. You can look at pictures. Well, I haven't put up any new stuff really for a long time. Well, now you have to. to. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I don't have my own laptop. See, I'm doing this podcast on a borrowed laptop from my roommate, and I don't have Illustrator or Photoshop available to me readily. I don't have any of my tools, basically. Fine, fine. So I'm... Dawson, all you need is a pen and a scanner. Come on. There you go. Come on. Once I move up to... uh, I'm moving up to Chicagoland area this fall, so... I'm going to have a laptop... Whoa, and I'm gonna update Dude, my website. Technology. For yes! sure. It's gonna Perfect. be completely different. It's currently a Tumblr that I've sort of modified and hacked into something that looks semi decent, but it looks really bad. Do you, do you drive it around? <laughs> yeah, I don't. What? Uh, the Tumblr? Oh, you wouldn't be. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's that great, but you can follow my Instagram. That feels kind of weird to say, but I post most... Follow my Instagram. I'll post pictures of hamburgers. No. <laughs> hamburgers. I've been trying recently to only post lettering if, like... Hey, Dawson, you know what you should do? That's Sorry, really quick. Sorry. You should get... There's an app for the iPhone called ViscoCam. Have you played around with that one? Yeah, ViscoCam. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I use that pretty much every time. I also need to get a newer version of the iPhone because the camera on the iPhone 4, this is the real problem is it's the cover is plastic so it scratches if you breathe on it <laughs> what it, not literally <laughs> but it just feels like i know but it like, feels like it yeah. scratches if you do anything so like you'll start out taking really good pictures and then like a couple months into it they start to get more blurry and less less good <laughs> <laughs> and but you have filters to and fix and that no yeah, and make it even crappier than it kidding. looks no the foggy light Effect from a scratch lens Some cannot be fixed. I hate it. Not when well, I'm trying to take pictures. Good art. Not not when I take All pictures right. of lettering. If I'm using like an old Holga camera and I want it to look. Yeah, the fuzzier the better, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so I'm, Dawson, so you. I'm not going for the Instagram doing... look though. Okay, so <laughs> I was waiting. I was holding my, my 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 speech. So Dawson, you've been doing calligraphy. You still do that? Yes, lettering. Yes. This kind of great stuff, and it's actually good. And I'm not being sarcastic. Not that I was sarcastic before, but (laughs) you know how it is. Yeah, Um, yeah. but but yeah, you've been doing that. I used to do was really bad, like Day of the Dragon. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But um, so what you've been also doing music. Yes, and I listened to that song (laughs) on the podcast like two days ago. No, two two days, two weeks, two weeks, two months ago, or a month ago. Yeah. It was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was actually, fun fact, that uh, David and Drew's old bedroom at our house, that's where that whole album was made. Woo! We sat on the the bed and recorded lots of takes like that. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's a nice bit of trivia. It's pretty good. We had um, the microphone we used for the bulk of the, the record was a Blue Spark. 
made by Blue Microphones. It's pretty is decent. That, is that that microphone where it's like it's most of the mic is like the body and the top has that circle? Yes. Mic, like yes, it's orange. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's the color orange. It's not blue. It's orange. But that's great. Perfect. The blue orange mic, blue mic. Orange. Um, but yeah, that's a it's a pretty nice two hundred dollar mic. Honestly, at this point, spending more than two hundred bucks on a mic is just if you own a fancy studio and have lots of money. Yep, I agree. Basically, like after two hundred or even a hundred bucks, it's like that gets get, gets you get in, gets you into like the Newmans and all that. Neumann. Like, super expensive mics. Yeah. Neumann, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I just Neumann. Yeah, Neumann, uh, like a U U sixty seven, which is like this legendary microphone, is like six thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah. Why? But the funny Why thing do is, I need in the end, can... in the end, it just it just ends up being the application of the mic. Right. You know I mean? Who knows? Maybe a Sure fifty seven will be you know better. Like where situation. where you place it matters a lot more than the microphone. Uh, like yeah. whether you're good at playing what you're playing or if you get a good take, that matters a lot more than the microphone. Yeah, but yeah, it's the whole process. But um, yeah, we basically used one um, one microphone for the whole project, except for a couple instances. Um, I had a friend who had a Shure 57. We used a C1000S, a C1000S, which is also like those are not known as high-end microphones. These are all just sort of yeah. like what, what we had. They're really good. They're all what we had, yeah. They're amazing. But the 57 is is renowned as a workhorse, you know. Everybody. I was gonna say the same thing. Everybody. Really? Yeah, I heard that phrase being. You mean out. the microphone we're using right now? Yeah, yeah. The microphone, y'all. The president. I, I just said y'all. It's Houston. Sorry. Oh. The microphone. Getting into the awesome. skin. This is this pal. is this is turning just like Luke Coons in London. Yeah. Did you did I know. you listen to that? I've, I have listened Luke. to that, and it just seems <laughs> Luke's so weird. Luke's voice is morphing. It's morphin. So if you would stay in Houston for another five years, you'd be like, y'all, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. I, I actually say y'all quite a lot around here because it's just like the except if you say you guys, it's a little less. Yes. People kind of look you at guys you weird. It's, isn't it weird that somebody looks at you? It is weird. Like, it is weird. Like you're crazy yeah. if you say do they, do the, you guys. Do they say soda? Do they say soda they say or soda, do they say pop? They say soda, soda down here. Nobody... Uh, Pop is like a Midwestern thing. Yeah, pop is just basically Indiana. Rickers pop. And maybe like yeah. Michigan, a little bit of Illinois. Even in Illinois, they say soda. Like, yeah. especially Chicago, they, no one says pop. Pop is just... Pop rocks. Uh, pop. Rickers pop. A Ricker pop, yeah. <laughs> what no were we talking about before this? Before we were talking about pop. We were talking music. about music. Music, yeah, yeah. But yeah, me and a, a couple friends basically just recorded that album in a bedroom. I really... Like for for what it is, I like how it came out. I just didn't know anything yeah. the whole time I was recording. You know, I was just well, you know, learning about just learning about how to record music and uh, just technique and all that sort of stuff. And I basically thought um, just put a mic in front of something and then you'll fix it later when you're mixing. Oh yeah, which is the opposite exact opposite opposite yeah. of what you should do. You should just like make it sound good <laughs> to start with, and then mixing you just move. You know, you just change the volume of everything, and you're pretty much good to go. Yes, exactly. Um, but I didn't know that. I just did whatever. And so some of those, this, the tones that we got... You, you just put the mic in the bathroom and then recorded 10 feet away and thought, yeah, we'll, pick well, it up, we'll fix it later. Um, let's see. We did a f the floor tom on Meridian and also on the song Maple Garden. Uh, there was a floor tom on Meridian? Yeah. You couldn't really? you can hear it? Well, if you took it out, you could probably... Like, you would lose a lot of the Tell. bass information. You know, you wouldn't get as much 
of the rumble sound. I heard a snare. Was there a snare? Yeah, there was. Right. There was a floor like tom brushes. and then brushes on a snare and a ride with a sizzler. A sizzler is a cool little okay. chain that they sort of put on it to Steak, keep it right? ringing. You know, it was it was really yeah. a good sound. We had a this guy named Curtis uh, who goes to Liberty, place where I went to high school. He's really talented for how young he is. Um, awesome. He did all the all the percussion on that record. Um, but for, we actually did in the, in the hallway, you know, in the hallway where the Victorian hallway. Yeah, the hallway where that guy got shot in uh, Midnight Plague. Yeah, that same what? hallway. Derek Lawrence. That's yeah. That's where we recorded the floor tom, and we had you know Dawson's We had a Shure fifty seven. Oh. <laughs> we had a Shure fifty seven straight on the floor tom, and then at at that landing on the stairwell, you know, you go down the first few stairs, and there's window. We put the microphone mm -hmm. right, the other microphone right there. Because really? it's there's there's actually some nice sounds to that room, you know. It's got a little bit of uh, spaciousness to it, so I I captured mm -hmm. that. That was a good mic choice. Nice, but nice. Um, other than that, I would just like the last song in the album starts with a banjo, and I don't know what I was thinking mic position wise because it sounds like there's a blanket over it. It's the worst. Ha. Ha. Um, but yeah, all that to say, all that to say, it was decent for what it was. Where can we get your album, man? You can go to noisetrade.com slash third. That's T. No, why, why not Bandcamp? Bandcamp's or, or wearethird.bandcamp.com. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Either way, you get the True. Music, music all for free. Six songs. You get his music. Um, 60 songs? Six okay. songs. <laughs> it's kind of a, like, I don't know. I like listening to full albums that's my big yeah i agree that's, totally. that's the way i listen to to music so i wanted to make it cohesive as an album and i think it accomplishes that even for being yeah. just cool. six, a six, little six song thing 24 minutes cool though it's cool 24 minutes Definitely. long i think so that's pretty long for an ep but yeah what we're working on now but screw the rules what we're working on now is uh our next full length which is slated to be like 16 songs Ooh. That might be a little pretentious. I don't know. Well, you can always slice it down. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> With an X. But we're we're thinking like sort of a three movement thing. That that's how pretentious oh, we are. Like, um, act one. We Wagner. We're having like each, there are three core members of the band. There's me, my friend David, my friend Kayla, and we're all, all writing our own section. And that's oh, going cool. to cool, cool. gonna be the three movements. And um, actually, there's this really cool recording studio in Anderson called The Varsity. Um, it's run by some AU graduates, Anderson University graduates. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where we're going to be recording drums. So I'm excited. Uh, we're gonna that's going to be good. Drums sound good to me. Drums always sound good, especially yeah. Taiko drums. I'm I'm super excited to, to record drums. I'm I'm the worst at drumming. But I know what I want to hear. I wish I could play drums. So yeah, I know. Well, someday, someday. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just feel someday. so inadequate. We'll have a jam sesh, a drum. All jam three of us sesh. on drums. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll be on timpanis. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Phil will always be on the exotic drums. He'll be like on these timpanis, taikos. We had a doombeck yeah. on one of the songs in our in our last record. That sounds exotic. Yeah. It's a good. So. Yeah. Do you know? Do you have any idea when the next album's coming? When you're finished? When you're starting to work on, or maybe projected release date? <clears throat> projected release date. It'll be a while because I'm not. We're not going to start recording till this fall. 
Okay, so maybe next year sometime. Yeah, sometime in 2015 is the current estimate. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably know the release date by Christmas of this year. Yeah. But living down in Houston when the rest of the band's in Indiana, it's just a long-distance thing. So, Difficult, yeah, yeah. So you can't, Difficult. we can't really do much, and not all the material is But you written. can at least write your own parts, though. Yeah, right? yeah. Doing the three acts. Well, actually... Yeah. I've been writing, I write sheet music for it because we have a lot of orchestra instruments. So like on this, on this record, pretty much oh, every nice. song is going to have like at least four classical instruments on it. Hey, so, nice. Cool. Very cool. <clears throat> the biggest one is going to have a string quartet and three woodwinds, a trumpet and a trombone on top of are you still sorry on top of all the acoustic guitar and and vocals and we're gonna have a full choir and it's gonna be wow. it's gonna be a big oh, sound that's what there's gonna be big. some gospel influences please say yes like gospel choir no yeah no Aww. it's not gonna be a gospel choir <laughs> tune it's gonna be so is are there any songs gonna have a uh, electric guitars or is it just gonna be very um still kind of a folky uh See, I like. I think I like electric guitars. Uh, they're going to be really clean sounding. They're not going to okay, be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not not like necessarily. Uh, I mean, right now I've just guitars. for the past couple of years I haven't listened to all that much straight up rock music. Probably the closest right. I'll get is Arcade Fire right now, okay. and they still yeah. have like a string section to their band. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but dun, yeah, dun, we'll dun, dun. we'll definitely use some electric guitars. We'll definitely also use a lot of acoustic guitar. Especially cool. leaning toward finger picking, that's something I feel like I've, even since the release of the last record, I've gotten a lot better. And David, who, um, who is one of my bandmates, he's one of the most phenomenal fingerstyle guitarists I've ever met. He just excellent. Ooh. He can, yeah. I've I've never been that amazed by him. He can another shred musician. on the acoustic guitar. I mean, it's it feels less like shredding and more like. I'm I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of but yeah, you can All you right. can kind of shred on the acoustic guitar. There's this band yeah, called. Yeah, but what's the point? There's this band called the Milk <laughs> you know Carton Kids, oh, and you they get do the this point. sort of uh, sort of blues. Well, not really bluesy. It just I don't know. They go pretty fast, and they can play some little solo bits that feel really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. So that is what's coming up with you. Dawson, that right? is excellent, and I think we're gonna have to finish this off really quickly now, in radio style. But I'm thinking I'm gonna cut this part out. I'm just saying we 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 talked pretty much. We we, we pretty much summed everything up most of the time. Yeah, I think Wouldn't so. you agree? Yeah, yeah. Dawson, it was Phil. great to have Dawson. It was a good. He's time. so cool. It was good to reminisce and this and that, having such a good time. Yeah. Oodalali. I don't know. Reminisce and that, having such a good time. Oodalali. Awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, sweet, man. That's That was good. Thanks yeah, was, so much. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I liked that was a lot Dawson. of fun. <laughs> yeah. Carl and I, occasionally, we'd be sitting in school talking about something. It was like, man, wish you could go to Phil's house, watch a movie. Aww. Aww. That's so cool. We're still go. I'm still going off of your popcorn salt. I use it all the time. Really? What? Yes. With that a same flavicol. Yep, that same flavicol. <laughs> That's great. It's it's know, tasty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dawson. Um. Oh, uh, Day of the Dragons. Ew. Really good. I love it. Um. Okay. Bye. Okay. Uh, no, that was bye. mean. <laughs> <laughs> say something. Say something else. Say something, Dawson. We should all say something in unison. Like, thank you for listening. We should sing Rate the song. We should iTunes. sing the song. 
Um, no, we can't sing. Is it, you is ever it met sing? a dragon like Scar? Scar it's not gonna work. You know how Aussies treat you? They treat you like kangaroos. <laughs> a kangaroo. Everybody loves Skardak. Dawson Vosberg loves that dragon no so much. Now, here is a story. I hope you've heard about Dawson and his dragon words. Everybody just sing along as we go through this dragon song of saying Dawson, Philip, Ben, and Darius, and Michelangelo, and Skardek, go, Skardek, the dragon, and his master, I'm friend, if you will, Dawson, a.k.a. Scott. How did you you memorize that? Do you guys listen to that often? No, but it's just like one of those things you get stuck in your head yeah. and remember it. You know what I mean? Like, Dang. like, 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 save big money at Menards. Menards. Same thing. Go. Except it's a lot longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, did you hear that? Oh, that's, that's Dawson's uh, tourist that's, truck. That's Dawson's oh, your tour bus is back, buddy. I think you should go. Oh, no. Ah! Don't fly like my dragon. Dawson? Dawson's gone. He just left with his truck. I guess. Well, that's kind of weird how he got that. So, yeah. oh well. Wait, do you hear that? What? I think the Sentinels. Oh, you're right there. Yeah. What's that? In the distance. X jet. The X yes! jet. Bring it in. Come down. Wait. No. Oh. Oh. Professor X. Helen Gates. How is it over there? Do we have to go with you? Yes. You are needed. How are you still alive? You're not the only one with gifts! Okay, let's, let's go. go! Come on! Come! Again! Hello! Let's do this! So you guys went to go see it. How was your how was how was your adventure? Yep, we went on our, we went on the X jet. <gasps> <laughs> so guess what we just got to see? It's May what was it? What's today? Monday, May twenty Today's Monday, May twenty sixth. And uh, the movie came out Monday well no, it came out like I don't way know. I back think it came out like in May twenty second. Twenty second or something <laughs> like that, like worldwide release. Yeah. Yeah. And Luke's just typing to his friends. No, it was just. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Done typing. Done typing. I'm messing, right. I'm messing so with you. yeah, it was a nice cloudy day. I got on the bus. Yep. Traveled all the way to see Jake, who was in the city. I was ready there. And uh, we went into the thing. Into the thing. <laughs> theater. <laughs> yep. We went into the theater. What What was going on in the theater? Uh, there was some like weird people, like uh, you know, giving out, handing out samples for creams and stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe because it was in the lobby. In the lobby that we were in. That we, that we yeah, in start. the lobby. I guess because it's three in the evening, people were just like, you know, you know what? Instead of people watching movies, why don't we just hand out, you know, yeah. samples for lotions? <laughs> so that was kind of weird, but you know. And then we, we went inside, and guess what? Beautifully, no one was there. It was great. It was usually like really? usually, yeah. Recently, we've been going to watch movies like earlier in the day, mm-hmm. just because of, like circumstantial reasons. And uh, yeah, and it's usually always like us and like three other people. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And wonder of all wonders, right next to us were two American people. Yeah. Blimey. Young young American guys. And they're like, we're going to watch X-Men, yeah. 
<laughs> and that's what we're watching. X Men. That's what we're watching. X Men. So I think I think that covers the the main that covers our, uh, our our main story. What about you, Luke? What was your yeah? That's right. Experience. My experience was well, it was experience. My ex. Yeah, your ex. <laughs> yes. It was slightly rushed actually because I hadn't <laughs> actually planned to see it the day that I went to go see it. Um, I just come home and um, my uh, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, let's go see X Men." I was like, "What? Okay." Like, when's it start? And looked it up, and it literally started in about in five... In 20 minutes? No, it started in five minutes. Whoa. <laughs> that's even more than that. Um, and that, that I mean, luckily, luckily, right? I live in a situation where the, the cinema is a two-minute walk from my house. That's awesome. Amazing. Um, so we actually made it in plenty of time. <laughs> um, so perfect. But yeah, so that's yeah, we went, went, to, went to go see it in, in glorious 2D rather than horrible yeah, 3D. Yeah, same. We always see things in 2D. We haven't seen a 3D it movie was, since... Yeah, it was funny. Not we, counting The Hobbit in the in 2012 since yeah. like I think Captain America was the last one yeah it was we, funny I was walking out of the theater yeah, and I saw it. the poster and it said in 3D and I was like what this even wasn't 3D because I, like, I completely, completely forgot about 3D yeah but when I said Captain America I meant Captain America 1 yeah I know that was the last time we watched a real 3D movie isn't that something isn't that something okay go on with that your is. two minute and so walk. that's it right yeah two yeah, well, walk, yeah it was but inside. actually I was, I was going to I was actually going to re-see the film today with my housemates I said that I would see it with them um, we got to the cinema and it was literally the queue was out the door um, oh, and I just we after waiting about I don't know probably 10 minutes not moving we just thought nah it's, it's not worth it because there was a queue out the door to get your tickets but then the queue to then get into the cinema the actual theater was also out the door as Ring. well so um, I can hear my phone can't you Let me turn it that, that's, that's the sentinel uh, that, yeah that's the warning I believe yeah checking to see if there are any mutants around that's exactly. crazy. So, so I guess the crowds just they just yeah, it was just know. too much, and I thought, oh, we'll just see it later. Um, oh, and yeah. so we agreed to resee it later. So I will resee it, but not um, because I'm like a obviously I'm a big fan of X Men and stuff like that. Yeah, but you are. You are the X Man. You are the X Man. Indeed. Isn't there a character called X Man? I think so. Yeah, it's know. it's it's Nathan Summers. Oh yeah. Does he lead the X Force or is that later? No, he becomes he becomes Cable later on. Okay, X Men, right, yeah. Nathan Summers, Cable—all the same person. Right. This right. is all strangeness <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, Jake's like the only one who isn't knowledge—not not that knowledge. I know the the, the main characters pretty much like the people who. So you know how we usually screen. start this? We usually lead up to the movie, so we start talking yeah. about uh, things before that. Yes. Question about this: This is the big question because yes. I don't know if we should talk about this or not. Because I was so ready to talk about. Uh, the the semi the little you know little development that me and you Luke were doing back in mm. early 2009 to 2010 mm. but I'm kind of I'm a little bit I was so ready right Jacob I was yeah, always talking yeah. I was thinking in my head what am I gonna say about it what am I gonna say and uh, it's very interesting though to talk about the similarities and all that stuff but yeah. it is but it, I do feel a little drained today and yeah. I kind of I can't talk about that too much. Yeah. Or not at all. We'll we'll keep it for some other time, honestly. Yeah, I think I think it'd be yeah. good. Keep it for another time. There were a that's lot of a similarities idea. and I that thought was that a lot, was... man. I was like, "Jacob, you know, we... Yeah, cuz I remember you from what you guys told me <laughs> of the stuff that you guys were working on. I mean, like Yeah, okay, noticed... just just a little hint on what's yeah. what we're talking about. Me and Luke, we we met up once. This is like before we actually became really good friends. Mm. Like we just sort of started because uh, we knew other people who were like mutual friends. Yeah. I knew of Luke a long time before, but we really didn't like actually have anything in common until we found out 
that Luke brought these Marvel encyclopedias to our house whenever we came visited because he brought a mutual friends with us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And uh, then we just started talking, like, what if this? What if that? Yeah, yeah. What if that? And then I noticed that Luke was really good at uh, at he had just like this ability, this this mutant gene <laughs> of, uh, of 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 bouncing back ideas and being really good at understanding story. So we decided to, you know, we were just, you know, just for fun, like as a little hobby, just sort of mm. bouncing ideas back and forth, and then it, which eventually became what we wanted to make is another X-Men movie. So that's an interesting story, but we'll keep it for another time because yes. I can't. I yeah. can't talk about it's that a lot too much. to go into. Yeah. We have, really we, have cool. to, we have to reread some of the stuff, but there were a lot of cool similarities, I thought, which mm-hmm, yeah, yeah makes, made me feel kind of good, actually, because it, it shows I that know, way I back know. in 2008, we were actually on the same, you know... Wavelength. Yeah. Thing. yeah, and, and connecting also between, you know, to the old movies, yeah. especially, yeah. like, leaving the, the continuity of the third movie, mm-hmm. even though it's a bad movie. Yeah. You know, you're not skipping over it. Yeah. yeah. And just, like, you know, disregarding it, and like, you know, let's just rewrite everything. All right, anyway, that so disclaimer yeah. aside, thankfully we don't have to talk about that because I was so <laughs> nervous about that whole thing. So anyway, good. Uh, let's just talk about how we usually do this, and right. it's like Spider-Man, which is yes. I, I start saying, like, when the announcement came out, wh- when was that, actually? Good question. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you. It was, it's been... It was a long time ago, though. A while, um, yeah, lots of years. I mean, we're talking. It was uh, was it announced the same time they were going to do the Wolverine. Uh, possibly. Oh, man. Uh, really, all I remember was Brian Singer's tweets. Like he like did two. That's famous a little. That's two, a little. Late it would have been, been twenty twenty third, early twenty thirteen, late twenty twelve. Sounds about right. What's the Rough, now? Twenty fourteen. Roughly. Yeah. Mm. Um, obviously, it had to be twenty. Possibly, it had to be twenty thirteen at the very latest, but. Um, yeah. I can't really remember too much about X Men in 2012, um, so it must it must have all just kind of happened in 2013. But yeah. this was the big like X Men movie since the third one, right? Yep, totally. Totes. I mean, I mean, like, like I mean, it was building up like people were, there was rumors right of X Men four. Yeah, and then everybody was, kept talking yeah. about. It. Remember how everybody was like Lauren Schiller Donner, who was the producer yeah. of all the X Men movies. She was yeah. always talking about how like we can't make another X Men because all the cast members are now big stars and it's they're really busy. We can't get them back. Yeah, well, this movie I, proved them wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it, I think it just shows that both cast, old and new, really like the franchise, and they they want to see it progress. And that's really nice. If, if the cast like what they're doing, they're going to make the time. Definitely, yeah, really. that makes really. sense. Definitely, man. Um, so anyway, and then we sort of just followed the thing. We we were pretty happy that Brian Singer came back. That's true. Yeah, yeah. well, I was really happy he came back with First Class. I think that was one of the the big reasons that even got me excited about First Class was the fact Wait, that he what, was, what was right. He was like, what was he doing? Class? He Story was he was a producer and a writer um, okay. for for First Class, and I, you know, I, there was a lot of really, yeah, I think that helped out a lot with with that film. Um, yeah, yeah quite a bit yeah because yeah, i think time, i think yeah. i think this is just, just seems to be one franchise that zinger really gets um, zinger um zinger singer um he he really gets x-men i think um yeah 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 and then you know you look at the other movies i mean i haven't seen any movies since superman returns that he's done mm-hmm. oh you mean his re- recent movies you mean yeah yeah no i don't know i don't but i mean as a as a comic yeah. book series he's one of the right. few people who just he, i don't know there's something about it that he just can do really well. Well, he he brings like a special flavor to the uh, to the comic book. Well, I don't want to say genre, but you know, comic book movies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As opposed to other, I guess, other uh, directors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not pointing yeah. any fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Ratner. Um, oh, 
what what was that what? anyway <laughs> uh, um let's see let's see let's see what was i say? so we were just kind of building up yeah so they had yeah so what did you think about it all along i mean no like, wait well, no wait we have, we have to build this up to the what? to the yeah because like you were really excited you were yeah. so excited about this movie it was like it's coming out oh, i'm so excited about it you know like days of future past they decided to make a movie based on uh uh, actual comic book arc instead of uh, doing the the thing that they did for X one and two and I guess three, which is just sort of combining all the different uh, stories from the X Men uh, comic book history, right? Pretty much, mm. uh, and making something new, right? Yeah. yeah. So so it's Days of Future Past. It's like oh okay, and I was like hmm, all right, because for me, what you said in our Marvel movies. Uh, you know, marathon. Yeah. You were you were saying that one of the best things about X two and X one, that's X Men one, X Men two, mm-hmm. not so much X Men three because it failed. Yeah. Uh, that that was one of its strengths that it actually made a new story based on a bunch of different events that happen in the actual comics. Mm-hmm. Right. In this case, not so much. But I haven't read Days of Future Past, so I wouldn't yeah. know. But you know, the title itself and the general scenario is pretty much from. The original yeah I, i've, I've read days of future past and and yes that that was looking at all the stuff that was coming out about the film it just seemed quite obvious that they were more so than normal actually sticking with with this kind of storyline yeah rather yeah. than than making up all these n- new stories based around old stories um which yeah 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 and then the movie came out. I keep saying the same thing yeah, all the and time. And then the movie came out. It's like, and then? and then and we watched it. Yeah, we so, watched it. We all watched it. What do you mean? The so spectre, right? should, should I say first what I thought about it? Yeah, I mean, like, did you do you want to go? That was a like, bunch corner? of crap, man. <laughs> garbage. One of the worst X Men films of uh, all time. No. I just hated it. It's bad. I'm kidding. I know, I know. But no, <laughs> do, do, do you want to go chronologically again? Like, start with the beginning. Okay, yeah, go, yeah. Or do you want to do a general review? Uh, I kind of like general reviews. Okay, first of all, the beginning, the logo comes in. Excellent. Yeah, I like the X the fade was back. I like that the little motif of the theme was in there as well. It's a theme. I would say it's a theme. It is a motif. I think that's, that's the official the X Men theme now. Now it's yes. confirmed because yeah. it was the best theme of the old movie. Yes, it always was uh, from yeah. X Two, and it's really nice to have. I'm it just back. so sorry. Like for me, it's just so amazing that they, I know, that I happened know. because since 2005, I've been listening to that theme all the time. Because like when I went to the set of X Men Three, I was always listening to that, and so now that theme always reminds me of Vancouver and British Columbia and, and, and all that stuff. Also, and go ahead. It's just in my head all the time because it was so good. And then, you know, what happens? X-Men 3. Oh, yeah, and I was so disappointed it's not there. And then Wolverine yeah. comes out with their theme. And then Wolverine 2 has a different well, yeah, theme. Yeah, typically they always they always just forget about the old themes and just like, let's write new themes. Yeah, like Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 1 and 2. <laughs> two totally different themes. Yeah. So. And this is really cool. And, 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 then, and then after like how many years? Ten years almost. This comes back and I yeah. am just so What is smitten. it is ten years. It's, it was two thousand three yeah. when the X two came out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ten years. And John Ottman exactly. comes back. And I always thought that the composer, you know, because sometimes a composer would just ditch the old theme and make a new theme up because it's been so long, but no, not John Ottman, because he's an editor and he's sticking uh, to his guns. Yeah. And he just puts it back in and even puts it on the Fox logo. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm done with my with my happiness about yeah. the score. Yeah. 
And then the movie starts, right? Yes. Crap, how does it start? It starts with Terminator 2. It starts in the, right. in the future. Yes. Yeah, um, in the, in which, the, in the uh, dark and distant future. Which is which is quite cool. I quite like the opening I scene. I have to, you yeah. know what? I'm going to have to agree with you, man. I like the, I was, uh, if I, you know, like, I would be a little bit nervous to be putting the purple in there because I never liked the purple for the Sentinels and everything. Mm-hmm. But I stand corrected. I think it worked really well. I liked it mm. a lot. The, yeah. the purple and the yellow, it very comic booky, but also managed to make it very uh, realistic looking as well. And the beginning looked a lot like the the Nazi camp yes. in Poland in yeah, the I, first I thought, movie. I thought the Did same you notice thing. that? Yeah, I thought the same thing as nice well. Nice little uh, comparison there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Sentinels and then the Terminator 2 Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was nice to see the dystopian future was a kind of a more unique kind of dystopian, dystopian future. future. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no, I'm just saying because it, it wasn't the typical kind of, you know, everyone kind of left. It kind of felt like it was just this destruction just sunk in over the years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're left with these small little quadrants remember yeah, the yeah. sentinels are just you know and then the enslaving come people in, and then you have, a, you have the x-men uh crew you know like finding places to hide and it, it looks pretty interesting yeah, yeah. i like i like the visual style of the and i the thought future. and i the sentinels worked really well yeah and, and some of the good. some of the shots where i have to say you know like you get this kind of there was a good noise the noise the wow they sort of sirenish yeah. sound yeah and, cool. and especially yeah. because the sentinels you know they're they're unstoppable so that, that's, that's that was what a great attention where it's like people are going to die for a fact you know yeah and i was like when i watched the movie at the beginning and i saw them you know this is like sort of the introduction so it's the introduction fight scene right yeah we see all the characters again little went a little too fast but i think it's fine um and then the sentinels come in right and then they just destroy everything well and and, and, and of course the uh, heroes they're not able to counteract the fast enough yeah yeah, so that's like oh crap that that sets up a really good thing and uh creates like a real threat so anyway yeah you know i thought it was really cool because i mean like I was actually kind of surprised at first. I was like, obviously I was excited because they brought in, you know, people like Iceman and whatnot and Colossus. And then they just started killing yeah. them off straight away. And I was like, <laughs> well, I, was like, I, was like I was like, great. Is this going to be their, their big return? They're in for the first mm. two seconds of the film and they're mm. dead. No, great. no, man. Yeah, I, knew, case, I knew though. from the beginning. I was like, no, this is, this is yeah. just going to be something just to show how horrible yeah. it is. And cause, how serious it is. Yeah, for me, the future, all the entire future stuff, as far as I'm concerned, it felt like it was a disposable future. So well, it didn't it, matter it's, to it's me who died like or that. not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's there you go. That it's supposed to, but at the same time, from a just from the returning point of view, I wanted to. I was hoping to see them a bit longer and see them dying so quickly. I was so I, know, I was I so know. worried yeah, about yeah. that, and then then it then it obviously was like, oh, it's okay because Bishop went back in time and and told us to, to, yeah. to go elsewhere. But well, th- they kept them alive just long enough to you know kind of feel. Uh, didn't feel so like you said like everyone yeah. was just kind of you know killed off all right anyway minutes, let's you know, l- anyway then then the x-men are back and everything and then they go then wolverine has to go back in time i thought it was a little bit interesting i don't know about interesting but i thought it was a little exposition it was like there was a lot of exposition at the beginning there when was they, when they get to the, when they get to the base and they just talk and talk well i mean but you gotta, i know yeah, i know i know, I know. Just, just i'm just you know i'm just saying and then wolverine's like send me back well yeah. no here's one thing i like though when i was when I, with the trailers and things i was thinking oh they're sending wolverine again it's like always wolverine i said like why don't send scott or something like that scott but but they kind of explained scott. it well they kind of explained it well with the, you know the not surviving the trip. Yeah, yeah, So, so yeah, I yeah. thought, okay, you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. They had an excuse. <laughs> so anyway... Well, I thought... I mean, once they, they finally send him... They send him back, and there's obviously that other kind of Terminator moment where he's they're all naked. Um, yeah, yeah. And, oh, God. And, um, I mean, what... I didn't even think of that. What I quite liked is is that even though Wolverine's kind of like, the you know, the front of all the posters and all that kind of stuff, 
He's actually not really that much. Of, he's he is a central character, but this yes. is true. He's he's go not on, um, he's not as central as as the other character. It is still very much driven by McAvoy and and Fassbender. Yeah, um, man. More so I than was anyone. watching, and and to be honest, like the entire film, I really felt like it came it came from two thousand three, from like just right after X Men two. Yeah, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a modern movie in that sense. Which no, was really it nice. Felt, it felt like X Men. It felt so fun. Yes. I really liked seeing all these you know characters, and it felt like it just you know it had that X Men feel. Yeah, it was great. And coming back to what you're saying about Wolverine, Luke, I I agree. I really liked that that he wasn't the central character necessarily, and it wasn't so much his story. No, it had nothing to do with it. Him, really. It felt like a kind of a more mature Wolverine. You know yeah, 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 yeah. It was a new side of him where he, he matured and he's older and he's he's yeah. kind of gotten rid of those bad qualities, his older bad Yeah, qualities, well, I remember you know? reading a, a review, or not a review, but an uh, interview with, with Jackman and them actually kind of mentioning that kind of stuff, that it's a much different it's a much different Wolverine because he has, yeah. he has you know, despite X, X3 sucking quite terribly, you know, <laughs> he's had to, between X3 and the Wolverine film, there's a lot of growing up that he's had to do um, and and kind of chilling that he's had to do as well. Um, and I think they, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they did that quite well. He's still, a, you know, a fighter, still, ha- you know, willing to, you know, do what needs to be done, but his, his attitude isn't just kind of angry Logan. It's more... Exactly, I like exactly. that mature... Th- aspect to the character this time around which is, and he know, did feel part of the x-men team exactly much more integrated yeah he was like you could tell that he finally you know much more convicted so to well because that was a thing know, i mean after x2 films. he finally was kind of coming into that and then x3 they just bring him yeah. in he's like oh i'm just passing through it's like oh, piss off yes you exactly know, that's, like, not how, that's not how x2 <laughs> yeah. left it like you know whatever um yeah yeah, yeah it yeah, really yeah, there, was, it, there was a huge part of it to me that really felt like zinger was trying to do things that he really wanted to do for what would have been his X three, but yep. foolishly didn't do. And remember at because the end, remember at the end of, more no, remember at the end of X two where he uh, Hugh Jackman had to wear those hair extensions. Remember that? <laughs> and his, 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 his hair looked so tall. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the end of X two, you'll <laughs> yeah. see those. Because yeah. <laughs> he was doing Van Helsing and he had his hair. And he had like yeah. fifty layers of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. It's true. And let's keep going. So the bulk of the movie is basically a sequel to uh, First Class pretty much yes. the future stuff is bookends i was thinking while we were coming back from the cinema which takes an hour <laughs> if you took out now you might disagree with me here but if you took out the future stuff and just have the sequel to these uh, to <laughs> to yeah. first class it, it's kind of like a, it's it's an all right it's pretty good like an all right uh sequel mm-hmm. but i think the fact that it's that it has those future bookends with the old. Well, that really makes it, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think if it was a direct sequel to First Class, I think you'd have seen something completely different. Um, it wouldn't have been a. It wouldn't have been a Mystique hunting down people story at all. Oh, that's um, right. It's Mystique, right? It's, Mystique does this. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the plot is is Mystique is hunting down Trask because he's been, you know, killing mutants and experimenting on them. Yeah. He's basically the the he's basically the striker of this film. Um, and strikers around too. And I like remember that the flashbacks, all the flashbacks from X two and one and all that. Stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I thought like that, that was really Excellent. good. Re- remind me, there wasn't a flashback for the for Wolverine Origins, was there? Nope. Um, I don't think so. There wasn't. I don't think no. there was. No, well, Striker think... was original Striker. And yes, it was Brian Cox. There back. he was yeah, laughing yeah. like yeah. a like a crazy man. Okay. And the Kill Zone guys are back. The yeah. Kill Zone guys from X one. Yeah. Yes. Now, <laughs> what 
what I thought was really, really good about this film, sorry, I'll go back to the main plot, is Mystique is trying to kill him, so they're sending Wolverine back to stop her from doing that, because that's what causes the whole Sentinel uproar. That's the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I thought was really good is that they kept they they really kept the continuity between all three the original films, but I found it really interesting that they to me I don't remember it looks like they completely and utterly ignored the Wolverine Origins film. Uh, it seems like did, they yeah. did. I don't Which I think anything. is a really good idea because you know what? Of course, it's a really good idea. To me, <laughs> yeah, to me, all of these. What was really kind of getting me frustrated is at the, before the film came out, everyone was like, "Oh, I can't wait! It's going to be amazing! I can't wait!" Blah blah blah. But then once the film comes out, literally days after the film comes out, there's all these articles. Oh, what's wrong with X Men? Oh, all these flaws with X Men. I'm like, can you, you know? It's just like that's what everyone was waiting to do is to have this film come out and then pick it apart. But. The main continuity, <laughs> the main continuity problems, really just stem from Wolverine Origins. The bulk of them, it comes from that film, really more than yeah, more yeah. than anything yeah. else. Yeah, and I well, think and that's why they ignored it because there's it's just completely as if it doesn't even matter. Because that's yeah. true. That's, yeah. that's true. Definitely. Um, that's true. Bob. So anyway, going back to the plot. Uh, yes. 70s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the 70s. Yes, go uh, on. I the think 70s. they 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 got the 70s down well. Yeah. The my only problem was when 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 Wolverine gets to the 70s, yeah. they just had to play the music. You know, <laughs> bum, chicka, bum, bum, uh, it's like yeah. I know it's supposed to be funny, but it's like we've seen it so many times. <laughs> You're in the it's 70s. A minor, it's a minor it. complaint. It's a minor complaint. Yeah. It doesn't deter from the oh, movie. Man. I'm just saying, like that's one thing that I feel like. And then, and then there's hippie Xavier. Yeah. Mm crazy guy i liked beast in this one yeah beast cool. was, was, was it was a good character in the sense that he wasn't you know it wasn't annoying in a sense yeah yeah in a sense yeah in a sense trask uh pff, man you know the thing about uh i don't like i'm always like i can't help it but in our in our story just one little tidbit to say yeah. we i wanted or like we wanted to yeah. have trask still stay the guy that he was in x3 yeah um, because I feel like you can always fix errors, and it makes this is not probably a good thing to say, but it makes the the, the previous film that wasn't so good look a little bit better in a way because yeah. it leads up to something else. Yeah. Um, I still think Bill Duke, who played Trask in the X Men Three, could have yeah. been Trask yeah, in I this agree. one as well. But I will not say Peter Dinklage uh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't my, good. good. My only my only thing with that, I, I I agree. I think with I mean not to dwell on it, but our story takes place after X Men Three completely, so it yes. didn't, didn't have any time travel elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this now, one, this one's really like totally. This is like Star Trek uh, two thousand nine. It is a bit. Yeah. Now my thing is because that was one of the main complaints I've seen floating around is how can there be two tracks? Well, one. You know, the actual Trask in X Men Three is literally just labeled just as Trask. Like he doesn't—he doesn't, ha he That's doesn't true. have a first mm -hmm. name. And my other thing true. is in X Men Three, why would Beast want to hang out with someone who's created these deadly Sentinels to hunt down his kind? <laughs> like, yes. it just that you know, because the, yeah, the, one yeah, of the yeah, big yeah. problems of X Men Three is that we actually have a Sentinel in the Danger Room, which implies that Trask has already made them and they're already out there. But X Men so, Three is a mess, though. Yeah. Well, it is. It is exactly. So it makes more sense for the Sentinels to have already been created yeah. or been floating around for since maybe since since the seventies, and it's all building up to Days of Futures Past. Um, and that Trask in X Three is just a man named Trask because you oh, can't right, have you know. can't have See, the same. You can do that. You can do that. Last name. That's 
<laughs> per the trueler, yeah. per so the... another cool aspect in the 70s was the dynamic dun, between dun, Xavier dun, and uh, Magneto's back. We got a little bit of that again. Yeah, you know what I thought when I was watching X-Men at the end, like for the climax, I was like, this should have been just called X-Men. Blame it on Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> it could it could have been called that. It's, it's, it's Magneto true. again. He's it's just, his fault again. It's, again, <laughs> like he just comes in and ruins everything. It's true. But everything is fine like, up until he tried to shoot. Like an every, try, try to shoot mistake. Seriously, <laughs> he just turns on everyone again. He does. He does. Um, I like the bullet dragging. Yeah, that was cool. Oh yeah, Quicksilver. That's someone to oh, talk yes. about definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quicksilver. Guess what? He's a character that wasn't annoying. He's cool. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah, my. I mean, I remember when the pictures came out. I was a bit. I didn't want to not because like the gray it. hair, right? The gray well, it hair. It wasn't the, the gray, gray hair. hair. To me, that was just that just seemed like someone like a punk punkish kid from the from the seventies. But I was more worried about just the fact that it was it was just going to go too far and be a bit too cheesy. Um, mm-hmm. But he ended up being one of the really great additions, as in terms of a new character. Yeah, um, I know. We need more of those. <laughs> I, and I really want to see more of that Quicksilver. I would like to see. Yeah, him back and what if are they going to do with Avengers now? You know what? That's the thing. What two things. I also like the fact that that Quicksilver blatantly mentions that Magneto's his dad. I thought that was a really good thing to do. Um, what? Because what he he tells. You remember this? No. Yeah, he tells. Jacob doesn't remember this. Oh, he's not okay. What is it? He he turns to Magneto. Um, he goes, "Oh, you control metal." He goes, "Oh, my mom used to date someone who could do that, or no, or knew someone that could do okay, that." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which, and then I, and then, I and then, it off and then Michael Fassbender does a, does a look, and then you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which okay, I was I, really, I did not notice that one. I was happy that they did that. Now, I think I the minute that they announced that they were going to have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in Avengers, I just thought it was stupid anyway cuz I'm like, well, their lineage comes from X-Men and I just think it's stupid to have these two characters in two films. <laughs> different actors, different outfits, different different looks. universes. Like I yeah. so I don't know, I just thought it was a bit I know I'm not amused with with Avengers doing that, and I don't. And I think the way they look in Avengers, they look stupid. Like, I'm quite happy with Josh <laughs> Whedon and some of the stuff that he's done, but I I do think the way that they, they look like he looks like he's in a bloody Nike tracksuit. <laughs> Did you see some pictures, Jacob? No, they are quite funny. Yeah, they're quite humorous. Know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, um, what else? What so else? Let's go back a little bit film. to the story. Uh, <laughs> That's about it's it. It's hard because like now it's hard. Oh, to pinpoint there there were a lot of there were a lot of X Men two things in that movie. Yeah, a lot of X Men two things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like kind of like similarities. Yeah, like to... getting out of prison. Magneto has getting out of prison. Mystique sneaking out, uh, looking at you know the yes. files yes. again. Yep, yep. And someone's coming in again. Right. Um. Yeah. What else was there? There was the White House. White House. <laughs> Back to the White House. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stuff like that. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. No, just, an like, just, just, like, just an observation. Just an observation. I I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously, I think they would have done most of that on purpose, really. Um, yeah, sure. Possibly, yeah. You know, because obviously it was a more government-based story. Right. Yeah. And this even though there was White House stuff involvement in the second film, um, it wasn't as. Uh, it was only that kind of that initial the initial that was yeah. the bookend for. Yep, a poor placeholder book, or something book two. like that. Uh, or for not book two, but for film two. Book two, <laughs> Jacob. Remember book two, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Book, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought. Um, yeah, I thought. I thought overall it was actually a really, a really good film. It was um, very entertaining. Yep, I was. I, agree. I was quite happy with it. I enjoyed it. Was good. It was good. And you know, 
we will probably say a few negative things if we watch it a few more times. Yeah. But for now, I was talking yeah. to Jacob about how there definitely is such a thing as like, you know, like a zombification in, in a way where you watch a movie and you enjoyed it enough to be like, oh, it was really good, really good, right? And I'm not saying it's really bad. I'm just saying it's true that there is this sort of psychological thing that happens, emotional thing that happens where you really think it's so good. Like, for example, right now, I would say it's eh, just as good as X-Men 2. Yeah. I would say it's up there. It's yeah. it's up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, but you don't you don't want to make a definitive statement now because, yeah, because I know again, that if I watch like, it again, oh, okay, I might know. be like, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't but, know. But I agree with you. I think it was a pretty good film. I think it was well-rounded, you know, it yep. did a lot of things right. And, and remember uh, I was yeah. talking about the extras and how like it just felt like X-Men. How yeah, did that I happen? The feel of the like movie even the extras, good. everybody they cast as extras like the guys with the video cameras or whatever, all these like incidental like bystanders, they all felt like they're from X Men Two. Yeah, stuff like, I don't even know how they did that. But it's no just, there's just it's something just, about it, like that. the casting. It's just ah, mm. it is it is good. And I mean, uh, what I find funny as well is like the people. We, just... we have to talk about this. Okay, well, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go, 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 go. Before we get to the don't don't talk about the end just yet. I was um, just about to do yeah, that. Yeah, don't, don't talk about that just going. yet. What I was laughing at is is people were still complaining about the fact that they've not actually mentioned how Xavier come back has come back to life. Um, Duh. But it's a, and I was my talking about just alternate. It's alternate. It's alternate. Well, it's it's not. It's not actually. It's it. At Wolverine, the Wolverine, the film takes place after X Men Three, and Xavier comes right, back but, at but the can't end. Can't we? Can't we just suppose that this timeline? Well, no. This, this turns this is, dystopian is already alternate. No, no. And then it turns no, dystopian. It's it's not because this is this is why I think is great, and this is why that's I, an easy I love, fix for all these problems. It, well, that's that's an easy fix, but this is what I love about what Zinger's done is ex- Zinger. Zinger. I keep saying What's Zinger. up with the Zingers? Sorry, Zinger wrote the the scene that that post credit scene for the Wolverine, where Xavier comes back and Wolverine's like, "How are you alive?" And he's like, "Well, I but told." But that was the. Now this—that's like the funniest thing. All of a sudden, for X Men at the end of Wolverine, yeah. remember that? Yeah. I'm thinking about it. What was that all about? It just doesn't fit in Days of Future yeah, Past. Yeah, I, I didn't really connect the two. I didn't either. Well, it does. Because here's, 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 here's how it works. It's it's, it's, it's basically because if you see the if you all watch right. it again, he's Teach on the us. on the television Teach screen. Us. There's the Trask commercial, you know, talking about Trask Industries and the you know yeah. Sentinel program. Now, basically, what's happened is. At the end of the Wolverine, Magneto and Xavier have come. To, they've come to find Wolverine and recruit him because the Sentinel prod, the Sentinel program, is starting to kind of take birth fully and is going to be, is going to become a big problem. So they recruit him to come back to the X Men after he's been traveling around the world for a couple of years, and then things just turn to crap, and then that's how we end up in that Days of Future Past timeline. Okay. Um, that's that, and on a linear perspective, that's how that works. But that's why I liked about it, is the fact that all Zinger does is just say... Singer. Singer. All he does is just, <laughs> is just say... I'm sorry. All, all he says is, you know, well, I told you not the only one with gifts. And I love it. Because it's just completely taking a bit of a, a massive, just like crap in the face of Brett Ratner's <laughs> stupid, stupid thing of killing every yeah. single person off. It's just, it's like you know what? We acknowledge that it happened, and we've come back to life. And you know what? Who cares how? Let's just move on. Okay. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> I'll accept this because it just totally, you know, because when we were doing our story we were having a hard time even you know getting because in our story what's his name uh, Xavier is also back back to life and everything and that was a little that was a little far-fetched and this is more far-fetched but you know there's some times where you can just be like who cares 
Yeah. Well, that's what, like, that's that's the kind of the attitude that came with some of the stuff was, nah, who cares? We're going to fix it, and you're going to deal with it how we fix it. Yeah. Okay, so spoiler now, because we're going to talk about the ending, oh, which was... spoil stuff before, but let's All right, go. whatever. Let's go. Uh, yes. The um, ending? We want to talk about a little bit of the ending? The ending. Yes, when Wolverine wakes up to in, into the future. The mm. alternate future. The yes. future where everybody was lazy and didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, everyone's professors, even Wolverine. Yeah. No, well, okay, teachers, this is all it. teachers, at least. All right, whatever. <laughs> this is... Uh, you know what I found out? I was listening to our podcast, and most of the things I always say is, this is the thing. That's sort of my, my mantra, because yeah. I always say well, that. Well, go. Say it. This is the thing. Yep. He wakes up. He sees all these, all, all the, all the good old boys back, right? I like seeing Beast, and I know it yeah. was the actor who played Young Beast in in older Beast makeup. No, it wasn't. I think really. No, it was Kelsey Grammer. I thought it was yeah, just I his voice. I thought it was Kelsey Grammer. I thought it was just his voice. No, it was, no, it was Kelsey Grammer. The, yeah, huh. Kelsey Grammer. I thought it was the young guy just mm-hmm. with the makeup, and oh, they just no. they just got no. Kelsey Grammer for like no. a an hour and a half to just go. No. Hey. <laughs> all right then. Interesting. I, I didn't know. I did. I wasn't reading the credits. I sorry. He's not credited on the on the film, but he's on IMDb, and there was a there was a leak that he was on set. See, if IMDb says it, it's right. Come on, go <laughs> next. And he was going all the way down, and then he sees, and I, I was like, "What? No, she's back, Jean Grey, Jean, she'll never Jean leave us. saucy yep. wench." <laughs> and uh, she's back, which is you know, I like this. I I yeah. I'm glad all the X Men are back. I wish it was Jean from X Two. I wish she had that hair, the short from hair. X Two. That would have been so cool, but. I digress. And then we're like, Scott! Yes, Scott! Is he gonna be there? And then he's like, the hand comes out and he's like, yeah. And then the camera pans and then we're like, what's he wearing? (laughs) His futuristic glasses. Did he get that from a Goodwill? (laughs) Yeah, his futuristic giant bubbly white glasses. Super soaker. Super soaker. (laughs) No, snowboarding goggles. It's like, you would think in the future he'd have a sleeker, you know, nicer design. But instead he, you know, he just, you know, gets these giant... (laughs) Uh, hand-me-downs what is garage that sale. Uh, garage sale kids nintendo scott you need to you know to get your fashion together man <laughs> and then he sees xavier okay yeah and then i they missed a good joke mm-hmm. and that joke should have been he's like you know like you know xavier's like my, don't my, you have a class to teach and he's like teach and he's like he and xavier should have said art he should oh, have yes. said art because that was from the x2 or he's yeah. like what do you teach art yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been good. Uh, but oh, they were well. close. Yeah, they were close. close. Yes. Oh, and the other thing about Wolverine's little uh, gray streak makes mm-hmm. total sense in Ultimate yeah. Future, but in this case, uh, I think he shouldn't have had that because I felt like the, the gray streaks were just because of like lots of stress mm-hmm. and stuff that's like that. That's what I thought, too. Would have been better, but, you know. Those Again, are little things, little things. Those are the yeah. little okay, things. Here's one thing that's not so tiny, but at least it bothers me. I know it bothers Phil as well, is that half the film... There's this technique they filmed it oh, yeah, where, the, where yeah, the, the shutter is, I think, is slower or faster. The slower, 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 and where it, it results, the indoor it and results in smoother motion, motion scenes. blurs. Yeah. And the problem is, it doesn't look so film-like. And this is something <laughs> you see more in video, right? Yes. And ever since uh, HD cameras, uh, not HD cameras, uh, digital cameras have come into the scene. Yeah is that for some reason a lot of films just you see shots where they don't have that signature high shutter sorry low shutter just regular shutter regular speed shutter speed where it looks like film. film and it bothered me a lot because like half the movie was shot like this and it kind of I, I didn't like Notice that they were all indoor most of the time mostly indoor yeah because it was low lighting and it felt more video yeah. and I was like 
mm, you know mm. what I mean? Like, but it's a trend. I don't know why that's happening. Well, it's just the cinematographer's uh, yeah. idea. I, I didn't get it. But anyway, it that's something that... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, wait, just this is another little story thing. He goes into the 70s X, uh, X-Men, uh, the gate to, the, to Cerebro. Yeah. And I was like, I was expecting, welcome, professor. And it wasn't. It was, welcome, professor. Yeah. Which was a nice little <laughs> touch there. <laughs> that was nice. I quite like, quite like that as well, actually. Um, yeah, no, I was really, really happy that they brought back... Um, Gene uh, and Scott. I thought Everybody. that was. I mean, what nice. what I love about this film is is that it it resets in a way it resets continuity, but at the same time, it doesn't have to fully reset it. And again, that was one of the main complaints that loads of people were just rambling on about. And nice. as just as I was in the, it comes out. I know. Well, as I was in the middle of my you know in the middle of my review, um, I actually kind of wrote a bit about how you know. It can, if they want, link it back up to X Men One and Two, and those events can happen more or less the same. Could um, they? That's the question. That's what I'm going to. I really to, want to, to ask you at the end. To some extent, here. they they can. There's no reason why. There's no reason why Wolverine isn't going to go through the Weapon X program. Isn't going to get re-recruited by, um, you know, future, you know, Xavier because one, we've already seen how their paths have already crossed in the past anyway. So it it still gives that kind of you know reason for for that it magneto wanting to you know turn the world leaders into mutants because of their you know you know whatever their their okay. issues it's it all still works that that all still works x-men one still flows into continuity i mean what what you, what you could literally do is keep everything the same until you get to x3 and then you can change things yeah, um, because right. we don't want to see Hank McCoy's United Nations, whatever that was. Oh, at yeah, the end. it was yeah, so cartoony. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's cartoony. Yeah, it's three. Um, and that's uh, then because in um, what Simon Simon Kinberg um, wrote did like a, did a bit of an explanation, and he basically said the exact same thing that I was writing in my review is that you know widely the events can stay the same, um, but there you know just just there might just be minor ah, changes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right, that was my question. I was wondering, like, okay, cool. now that they're in X Men, like now they're in Reset X Men. Yeah, Reset. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I really thought that most of the stuff from X Men One and Two didn't happen because, you know, I mean, like for example, Jean didn't die mm-hmm. because that happens at the end of X Two. So, well, so, I mean, the thing is, she could. That's the thing. I mean, she that all could still happen. She could still die. They could have a totally different proper phoenix saga if they if they wanted you're not gonna you know you'd still have you could still have the cure problem as well like all that stuff could still happen it's just that these characters aren't gonna necessarily die die. yeah all right so it's just slightly changed but then it makes me feel bad because i'm watching x-men 2 again and i'm like this doesn't happen now every month forget it well it's we talked about this in another film before for another movie and we're like just pick and choose it doesn't pick matter because exactly. it's all that's fake anyway <laughs> that's what i always think as well yeah. it's like whatever you want you yeah know what I mean? exactly that's that's what i'll that's what i'll be doing that's what everybody should be doing why yeah. not pick and it's choose it's true. yeah well, i mean because if you look at it the way the way i'm looking at it is that it starts with it starts with x-men the 2000 x-men and you go from there you go all the way through to crappy x-men 3 <laughs> and and then and then you have and then you go to the prequel which can still work at first class and then and then then they fix everything basically that that is crappy from X-Men 3 because of because of Days of Future's past which is stuff that happens in the comics i mean there, there are times where you know they go oh, they go course, into the future they do change stuff and therefore things are rearranged a little bit um and it's absolutely it's absolutely fine so it doesn't i it doesn't kind of Degrade the original trilogy or anything like that. It actually, right, that's to what me, I, too. It, I think yeah. it, it it all is it quite enhanced because I think what's really cool about the X Men franchise is the fact that it's gone. It's had seven. They've had seven films now. 
And out of the seven, there's only, so many characters. There's so yeah. many characters. But out of the seven films, only two of those films are actually crap. Um, one being Wolverine Origins, and the other being X Men Three. The others have been <laughs> good, decent, or or quite good. Decent to good. Yeah. Um, which is which is quite good. <laughs> but then yeah. you look at something like For you know you word. look at something like Marvel. Uh, studios who they've had bloody nine films come out and out of those nine films how many of them are actually really good well there's only about four of them and two of those are iron man one of those is avengers the other is captain america too yeah Ooh. Hmm. out of I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to think here hold on what else can i have yeah i'd say you're right yeah. but one thing that's also cool about the x-men series franchise is that it's it's kind of gotten the closest to making comic books realistic, realistic. yeah yeah. Uh, uh, as opposed to, I know DC, Dark Knight, all that stuff, but if, you know, forget that for now. But talking about, yeah. let's say, uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty cool from them. Because Avengers is very different. Avengers is more, you know, Marvel does a lot more colorful comic book um, heroic, films, heroic stuff. stuff. And it's it, there's more liberty for kind of like throwing around names like Thor and stuff like that. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. in X-Men, I was thinking, somehow when even, even yeah. Xavier sounds serious or, you know, Wolverine just, it fits somehow in that universe where it feels yeah, more yeah. believable. In that sense, and it's not like you know, like, like I can't imagine. I want it to happen, but I can't imagine it right now. Like that. Uh, well, I can, but it's kind of it's kind of silly when you hear like Xavier comes in and he's like, "Thor, talk to me." Wolverine, <laughs> <laughs> get the extra. A man called Captain America needs your help. Yeah. <laughs> it can work, Logan. Yeah. Logan, just... look out for Loki. <laughs> look out for yeah, Loki. No, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I just I don't feel like that could work. I think X Men they've grounded themselves in a way that's completely different to Marvel, and I like mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. I like that, which is cool. Um, cool. And that's about, that's about it. it. Oh, yeah. X Men. Cool. Yep. Uh, what you guys think of the post credits scene? Yeah, post credits. Yeah, I have. I had so no clue, it opened up. Yeah, it. it just faded in. I saw. I saw like a something that looked like a dune, like mm-hmm. just like half a second after. I'm like, oh, it's apocalypse. <laughs> well, we all knew and it was going to be apocalypse. We just didn't know what the scene was going to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's like building them pyramids. Mm. And Jake was like, I thought it was like an older guy. Yeah, that's how yeah. I thought. Because I, I saw his Whatever. arms, and I was like, oh, maybe his shrivelly arms and like this old guy. That'd be kind of cool. But I, I have no clue. You know. Well, yeah. I, think- I don't know much about apocalypse, but I just feel a little bit. This is my problem. Mm. As it stands right now, we just got through an apocalypse. Why do we need another one? <laughs> well, I think what I mean. What I think was kind of cool is like it is. It's a different kind of apocalypse. I mean, this is Days of Future Past is kind of a. It is. It is. It is a. It is a form of that. But the two. The two big. The two big kind of disasters that happened to the X Men are Days of Future Past and the Apocalypse, um, the Age of Apocalypse, um, which are. They're complete. They're completely different in their in their kind of reasons for for doing things. Um, Educate me. Which is which is quite cool because obviously Apocalypse is supposed to be the first mutant ever. Yeah, that's um, why he's building the pyramids. Yeah. So. Oh. And I see. and so he, I, you know, what his story arc is going to be, I obviously don't know because that's still a couple. It's two years away now. Um, but it's gonna. I think you know it's gonna be very much about this kind of you know ancient, this ancient evil kind of resurfacing and you know wanting to kind of i don't know probably rebuild his his Built crazy pyramids. his his crazy yeah. kingdom um and the x-men <laughs> his, needing his to, zany his kingdom. zany, the kingdom. zany <laughs> kingdom of apocalypse <laughs> and boom, 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 ba, dun, dun, directed by ba, dun, brian zinger yes it will be <laughs> which would be cool 
Um, Zinger, his yeah, his cousin. his his cousin. But yeah. it's this. The next one will take place in the eighties, which I quite like. Oh, which, we're going seventies, eighties. Yeah. Next I want to see. In the, I want to see in present day already. I want to see that. It's we. Fun. I. I don't think. Well, I mean, it might be. That might be another kind of oh, four years. Oh, speaking of which, sorry, sorry. Yeah. There's a cool thing I liked. A uh, technique they used uh, during the fight scenes, during when Mystique is revealed to the public and Xavier. Uh, sorry, and Magneto. Yeah. I really like the kind of uh, interplay between the filmed footage really and the uh real camera stuff what do you guys think oh i like that it's as well, okay actually. went on like a little too cool. long in my a little opinion. bit long but yeah. i think it was a cool technique you know yeah because it wasn't just a split second thing they kind of sure mm. <laughs> no it's good fine. <laughs> I, i'm just yeah no it's fine i just wanted to see what you guys all think. right so fine apocalypse i'll see i mean like you know this one was cool but it just it, to me it just feels like if only there was a regular x-men movie for now and then we can do apocalypse later but X-Bot. hey I don't know much. I X5 just Five Live. Yeah, X Five Live. <laughs> what Apocalypse. what I'm quite happy about though, because of it is, I mean, because obviously you have X One, Two, and Three that all focus on sort of the ethos is between Xavier and Magneto, um, you know, and that kind of mutant yeah, it's um, been superiority. That, it's been that for all that all the while, and it's still this. It's still pretty much the same with within First Class and with and within this one a little bit. Um, so so yeah. I'm quite happy to see the X Men battle someone that is completely that is completely different and completely out of that realm of mutant superiority kind of thing. Um, Radio, which that's what has me quite excited for for Apocalypse and all right. Four Horsemen and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that I'm hoping that'll be quite good if they if they take the same approach they did with this one. You know, oh oh oh, something else I wanted to mention. There was okay, a nice there's a nice little Easter egg that no one's picked up on, and I'm I, oh I, good. Let's I don't let's know. I can't believe no one has. At the beginning of the film, when Xavier's doing his voiceover, you know, there's that there's I'm that there's that kid. Over. Who's wandering the kind of destruction? Yeah, who was that? And kid? he finds that, that cable. He finds that cable. That X. Well, if you notice, he has the dark hair and he has that white patch in the front, which is what Nathan Summers looks like. Um, which oh. who becomes Cable? Oh, all right. Now, at the very end of the film, when Logan is walking through the mansion, you see that same kid again running through the mansion. Did do you? Yeah. How many times have you seen this film? Once. Huh. And so you see him running through the mansion, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's a young Nathan Summers. So I was thinking, how is this going to work? Because, you know, we don't have any Scott or Gene, and all of a sudden they appear two seconds later. Well, there's your answer. Um, so I think that is... I would really, really love to see Cable um, come in for this for this next film. I think that would be something that would be really cool, um, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we'll, Archangel, we'll see what happens. Cable, Four Horsemen... <laughs> Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Angel's already been done, but far too late. Or well, too. Oh, you yeah. Can have, you can have Archangel. Archangel. How? Just doesn't 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 Apocalypse make him Archangel? Yeah, but he's he doesn't come into the picture until X Men Three. This film's going to be in the eighties. Oh, well then we can I, have a nice I, jubilee. I just want Beast quoting poetry again. I mean, yeah. On, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> quoting Shakespeare. See. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. <laughs> oh, you get the point. <laughs> oh, you get the point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so okay, are we done? <laughs> we're done, good. man. Thanks, Luke, Sweet, for thanks, having man. this little chat. Uh, we were expecting it to be 20 minutes. It turned out to be 50. Oh, well. Oh, well. Parkhead's going to be shorter Come this on, time. hop on the X-Jet. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hop onto the X-Jet. We have to go. Rock on, Prof X. <laughs> yes. Prof X. No.
It's his new nickname. With his fart powers on the poster. Oh, man, man, that poster Did you see that? No. Xavier with his chair and there's like explosion in the background. It looks like he's just like using his <laughs> fart powers to just like propel the himself. The poster, the main poster, it's not a good poster. Which which main poster I've seen? Yeah, I think the, the, the main one, one with with Wolverine. Uh, Everyone is on the poster. Yeah. It's like a it's like a you know okay. all star cast poster. Oh, oh, also I didn't really. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I, di- I I wasn't very uh, fond of uh, what's her name, Mystique. Really? Not the character. The actress. Yeah. Forget you know, name. oddly enough, this time I wasn't. I quite enjoyed her in the first film. She was um, fine, man. Look, uh, she, she was. She doesn't feel so mystique-ish in terms of like you know like. Mm-hmm. How, like uh, I think what Jennifer Lawrence's kid. face is like permanently thirteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough, yeah, she does have a very a very yeah. childish face. I mean, I think that Rebecca Ramon Stamos brought a sort of well, just that mystique feel to it. That sort yeah. of she doesn't Vibe. she doesn't talk a lot. She doesn't do a lot. She or she does a lot, but she doesn't really talk you don't really see a lot of emotion on her face and yeah she's kind of a weird character in that way where you're kind of looking at her you don't know what to you can't process what she's thinking yeah you know I mean? and I, I quite like that about the future mystique and I you can see where they were trying to aim this mystique towards that a little bit oh yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's totally. gonna be it's gonna be a bit trick that's the only bit that's a bit tricky now is what has to happen to mystique to you know bring her back to that kind of dark side yeah. she should finally start wearing clothes and but Jennifer Lawrence is so hot. It's okay. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, folks. Yeah, on. with the thirteen-year-old face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you want to watch X Men, <laughs> okay. So if you want to watch X Men, do yourself a favor and watch X One and Two. Maybe watch uh, First Class as well, and then go ahead and watch this. Mm. It's quite nice. Do you know I love how they never went beyond X Men Origins Wolverine. It, they made it sound like X Men Origins. The next film will be Magneto. And then X Men's Origins, mm. Xavier. <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> what well, happened just, to I that? I just love that they just completely ignored Wolverine Origins. I, there's something yep. about that that I just find absolutely amazing because it's. But it's all that in a bag of chips. Come on, it man! It's all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> Gene! Sweet, come on, guys, back in the next chip. Okay, yeah, we I'm sorry. Of, we've been we've take been off. on too long. <laughs> all right. Time to zoom Bye. away. Bye. Yeah. Sorry. Alright, thanks, Luke. Thanks. Gene? Gene? Saucy wench? Gene? Thank God.